What is up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching the Powercast. And today we will be recapping Power Book Four Force. And uh, it's season one, episode 10, the finale, and the name of the episode is Family Business. Um, I'm here with Mr. Richard Berry Jr. How are you doing, Richard? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? So so your name, uh, your other name today is Missing Persons Report. Uh-oh, Missing Person. <laughs> Yeah, 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 because there were a lot of people missing from this episode, people that you've seen throughout the season and their stories never came to a complete ending. Uh, So I feel like I have to be the one to find out what happened to those characters. So that's why I'm going to be the missing persons reporter for today. (laughs) Well, you you have a heck of a job doing that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so uh, we are also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you doing, Dana? I am very excited for this show. That's good. I'm very excited too. And uh, your name today is Liliana's Last Gasp. Ouch. <laughs> very good. <laughs> wow, she got the sound effects too. Okay. And uh, yeah, so my name is uh, Murkovich's next partner because, you know, uh, it seems like Murkovich is willing to work with anybody. Anybody who shows up, he just says yes. And sure, you know, I'll, I'll start working with you now. So, uh, Gary, so just a quick question. Yeah. Are you planning to kill any of his guys uh, while you're working together and still continue working with him afterwards? Oh, of course. You know, as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as we have our meeting on the way out. I'm I'm for sure taking out one of his people. <laughs> that's that's just what it is. But um yeah, so we are here today to talk about the finale of Power Book for Force. Um I can't believe it's been 10 long weeks already. Um well, even longer than that because we had the break as well. Um and even longer than that because we covered Ghost before then, uh you know. So it's been a long season for us um covering Power in particular. Uh, but yeah, this is the finale. And according to 50 Cent, you know, after after this, there'll be six months with no power. I don't know how true that is. But yeah, according to 50 Cent, that is the case. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So the way this works is we're, we, we're each going to give our takeaways, um, you know, which is where we highlight the things that stood out to us in this episode. Um, And then, you know, after that, we'll have our questions and discussions segment where we have more of a back and forth conversation about some of the topics that arose after seeing this episode. And there's going to be lots to talk about there because it is the finale. And of course, we're going to, you know, speculate on what might happen next in the next season and everything like that. So it, it might it might be a bit lengthy, but it is the last you know show. So you guys can take your time and listen. So, you know, there's that. But uh, before we do that, I just want to give everyone a quick reminder to please, you know, um, hit the like button um, and also chime in in the comments. Let us know your thoughts and feelings about the episode. Also, you can also respond to something we might have said, you know, anything like that. Like we, we love the engagement. We love responding to people and everything like that. And also, you know, check out the channel, see if there's anything else you like there. 
and consider hitting the subscribe button and hit the bell also to get notified, um, you know, when we post something. Um, so yeah, please do do that. Share the love. Uh, cause you know, this is free right here or, you know, all of this. And we're, we're just here because we love doing it and we love that you guys enjoy listening to us. So please do show that support. It helps us out a lot. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a great week because, um, we are going to head to Dana Abercrombie first. So this is a great week. I can't wait to hear what she has to say about this finale. Um, and I'm sure she's under a lot of pressure going first with this one because <laughs> I know right. I will be under. <laughs> um, yes. Um, um, one thing, here's the thing. I was, I got everything that I wanted. Um, I got my dinner scene, even though my dinner table scene was uh, in the streets while everyone was holding guns to each other's heads. But I got my scene. Um, we got some things. The chemist lived. That was like, yay for me. I'm really happy about that because, you know, at any moment I expected for her to get shot. I actually liked the fact that she did live. And I liked the fact that it was Liliana who allowed her to live. Because if you look back at how previously how she was treated, and you know, Ghost was the one that was like, you're free, go. But she still got slashed and Tommy was trying to kill her. But she allowed for the chemist to go and be free and to live her best life. So I'm really happy about that. I'm sad about what happened with Liliana, known as Liliana's last gas. But here's the thing. I really like how they treated Liliana this season. She wasn't anybody's romantic interest. She was someone you take seriously. She was right there on top by Tommy's side. And even at the very end when they was doing their toast to Liliana, you know, she was a real one. And he realized that. Um, it's unfortunate that it took him a little while to see that. But I like the growth of their relationship. And it goes to show you can have the male-female dynamic working side by side. And there's no romantic interest at all being involved. So, yay. Kudos to that. Um, another thing that I wanted to say, this was directed by Dion Taylor. Um, who is very much known in the Black community as a director. He Last thing I remember, he did Intruder. Was it Intruder? He did the one with, um, I completely forgot his name. And it's, I'm a, he's really popular with the black community. And then I forgot what movie he did. But what I'm saying is he's one of those directors that's really well known in the black community. And he did a really good job with this. I know that he teased months and months earlier, you know, before Tommy was even airing or we even had a date when they was like in production that he was doing an episode. And I was like, what is he going to do with it? And we finally got our answer. So going with this thing um overall i would say like i said i was pleasantly okay with it i was really kind of i got what i wanted everyone's secrets was out there and being revealed we already know the whole situation between Gennard and uh diamond i have to credit what was it gary i think no i was actually it was richard so one of you two said that they would split cbi and i was like no you can't do that and i was completely wrong and they ended up splitting cbi without cbi really knowing it because the guy was like what so yay for that um another thing that i really liked here was that it seemed that people kind of come to terms with victor it took all 10 episodes but he is finally growing into a man which is really nice it was just unfortunate that people had to tell him what was really going on and he didn't possess kind of the intelligence to figure out that it was his father who was the one who was lying to him and had Gloria killed I really would have liked if he was able to put the two and two and three and five all together but he didn't do that he had to literally be guided um during that whole scene 
but he finally stood by himself. We have a separation of the family. We have a separation of CBI. We have a new reorganization with Tommy and what's going on. We have Mama Kate or Grandma Kate. I don't know why she's here, but yeah, whatever with that one. I thought that was, that was, it wasn't perfect. There were some storylines that I thought were throwaway that could have been waited for next season. And because they were included, I think there were storylines that were excluded from the finale that they could have, you know, swapped in there, but they didn't do that. They decided to go with uh, Kate and, and her wanting to see her grandson, even though we know she really didn't want to see her grandson. And she was like really taken aback by JP and the genuine hug and love. But with that said, maybe we could see a different side of Kate come next season. But my overall takeaways with this is do not name yourself the four horsemen. If you're not bringing along the four horsemen, like qualities of plague, death, destruction, disease, I did not get that full impact of this is the Irish mob from Dublin. We don't go around playing with going with to assassinate you right away. I didn't feel that. I was told these are the four horsemen and they bring upon death. And it was like, okay, we had that one scene where, you know, it showed these are tactical military guys. But again, you had to tell me they were tactical military guys. I really wanted to see that for myself. I wanted to be a, a much larger execution thing. Tommy just kind of came in there like he did with Proctor during the Power Universe Power um, installment. Remember, he was like, Brrr. and like everyone's dead. It's like, oh, okay. Um, but if he did leave that the one the one guy did make it, which was really interesting because now he's kind of teamed with Claudia when it comes to Dahlia and the whole Dublin connection. So maybe we'll see more of the Irishmen back and maybe they'll actually do something this time. I actually wouldn't mind if there was like we filming in Ireland and we have that kind of going on. I know I said that it was a lot crammed in here for this uh season, but maybe show me something that's like really Irish y over down there little Dublin stuff but um that was one of my issues was that over there what I did appreciate was Diamond was not able to kill his brother and and that was really interesting I you know we had that big showdown and we was expecting for it to happen you know Gennard ran his mouth off out of what was it Blackstone Blackston, he ran his mouth. I can't stand him. You, we're going to kill him. Yeah, he ain't nothing. And like they came to this really awkward kind of agreement thing where it's like, I'm going to kill you, but I'm not going to kill you. And see, I'm an only child, which is probably for the good thing. Hallelujah. But um, it kind of showed like, you know, we're brothers. We still can't, we don't have it right now to kill each other yet. Even though I'm pretty sure Jannard was like, I'm going to kill you anyway. But you kind of see the love that Diamond had. And you kind of saw that love that Jannard had for Diamond where he was like, you know, it could have been much crazier. And so they decided kind of to separate and we're not going to kill each other right now. And I really appreciated that because if the storyline was like, oh, I killed him. And then what? You really didn't want anything to do with this lifestyle. You really wanted to just, you know, have your barbershop and go with the reporter who, again, I didn't like that she was in here, but that was what your path and your goal was. But without 
you're not pushing you so much, I don't think we really would have had that storyline of him going back and being, you know, the king of the CBI. So I kind of appreciate that. And I like the fact that they both live and I want to see how they work opposite from each other. You know, Jannard, again, he's the hothead of the group while Diamond is a thinker. Let's see how well they work when they're separated. And are they going to still view each other as enemies? Uh, so that would be a really interesting dynamic come in for season two. Um, another thing that I did like was there was so much backstabbing and crisscrossing when it came with who's making deals with whom that it was just, it was a wee bit exhausting, but it was realistic. And it goes to show you can't trust anyone. I, you know, I'm not going to say in life and be kind of like that, that pessimist, but it really goes to show that in the world that they're in, you cannot trust anyone and people are going to make deals with other deals and erase that deals and cross that one over and go and work with the other guy. So that was a bit realistic, even though it was a wee bit confusing a little bit for me at first. Um, what was really interesting was, you know, in, in show Walter working with the CBI and you, I can't stand them blacks. And then like, we're going to work with the blacks. And then at the end, they're going to just go and tear each other apart anyway. So we don't have to work with the blacks. And he kind of was wrong in this weird sense, you know, and it just kind of shows that we're not loyal to anything, but we're going to just make this deal because it, it momentarily benefits us. So I kind of like that. And then again, if you go towards the very end, he's standing by himself. You know, he's literally standing and pouring. I don't know if that's like an Irish tradition where you pour the alcohol into the plate. Or was that like him having like a moment of depression and is being frozen? Or if that was his disease kicking up? Because remember last time he fainted. I don't know if this is like something where he's like... And then you have to go and put his hand down. So that that happens sometimes. I don't know. But that was really interesting how they did that. But he is he is by himself. He has Paul. He's Paulie. And, you know, Paulie has his drug-addicted son. He is, so, and he does have parts of Ireland. But if you really look at the whole thing with Ireland, Ireland is waiting for Walter to just drop dead. So that right there was a really interesting dynamic where he's like, I'm king of Ireland. And everyone's like, yeah, but you're screwing it up. Um, so now Ireland, if you go by what Claudia is doing, maybe may having now Black Dahlia and, and Claudia is able to show, look what I can do that you wasn't able to do because you're so stubborn and you want to stick with just your coke. Now we have all of Ireland being in the hookup with Dahlia. And so I wonder now, does that mean all of Ireland, Dublin is going to try to get him to, to get out of the business or to, to hurry up and kill him? So that's really interesting. He's literally standing alone with just him, his alcohol, and Polly. And I kind of like what they did with that. Um, we have to go into with the whole JP situation. JP lived. Um, yay. Uh, I'm not mad at this. I'm so kind of mad at this because remember, I wanted my innocent. And when I get, we had Gloria, Gloria, who was an innocent. So, you know, she died. But I was like, can we get another one? Uh, but the chemist lived and JP lived, so we didn't get that. But this is going to be a really interesting dynamic. And I really like how at the very end it showed that you have JP, you have Tommy, and you have, um, 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 oh my God, I'm skipping a name. It was um, Diamond, sorry. So JP, Tommy, and Diamond, and not D-Money because they really want D-Money to go and do something with his life, be a mathematician, do something great. And I really like that it was doing that. And then you have Kate, who is the wild card and for next season i kind of do wonder 
because JP is so starved for his mother's love, even though she abandoned him at two days old, I wonder if she's going to be able to manipulate him. And what was really interesting was when Kate came in and she was like, oh, you already killed one brother. Are you going to kill the other one? Referring to JP. And kind of referring to how much she loved Ghost and and kind of not Tommy. And, you know, we're going to figure out what this relationship is with JP. And I wonder if she is going to use some of her ways to kind of manipulate JP. Because at that moment, he, he wants his mother. He needs his mother's love. And I maybe might be sure that if she starts whispering certain things in his ear, I wonder if she's going to do that in order to tear him away from Tommy. And to use him that way. So I know this is all of things to come for like season two. But I kind of liked how they kind of could throw in that dynamic and that wrench in there. Um, so overall, I kind of liked how they set that up. Um, I liked how um, the brother Victor is kind of going out on his own, even though he's by his sister. But they made that bond. We're never going to trust Da again. So that was really nice to see how they're going to be able to run things on their own. And how much of that bond is going to be, you know, with them together, even though they spent like the whole season kind of not telling each other everything that was going on. So I wonder if this is going to make everything stronger. Um, So that seems to be really good. And then at the very end, they tied in. They tied in the um, I cannot remember her name. If someone can throw in that name with the detective. At the very end, when they were doing the FBI. Blanca. Blanca. Thank you. So they threw in Blanca. I guess Blanca is like this. She's basically Sam Jackson in the Powerverse. She's going to just pop up on everyone's show and be like, oh, I remember them. And here's a chart of, you know, their police activities. And she's going to just be there. So she is Samuel L. Jackson. She is the Nick Fury of this whole uh, power verse thing and that's how they show the connection and she's down there like you know can i can i keep an eye on this captain and he's all disgusted but he wants her to go away so like sure so that's that's what, what what's gonna happen but i really wish that they would have did this kind of along in the middle when they had the storyline of the fbi already being there investigating the flins to me it felt like it felt like a Morbius ending when they tacked on that really random ending and be like, look, it's after credits. And I'm like, not really, but sure, we'll just say that, just to say that. If they would have had her as a connective tissue along with the FBI, because we did see the FBI, but even though when we saw the FBI, they kind of like was just there. They didn't really have a story. We didn't really see them investigating anything aside from like, here's some binoculars and here's some pictures. Like anybody can do that. I really wanted there to be that thread. So hopefully they're able to refine that a little bit more with Blanca coming back. And and that'll be something there. Again, there were storylines that just they never followed up on. I don't know what is going on. So sorry. I don't know what was going on with Seamus. Seamus was completely written off this episode. I'm like, what's going on? Did your sister die? Like... What's what's going on there? We we don't know, and I don't think the writers really cared. And again, that wouldn't be an issue for me. But you kind of made it such a big deal for the previous episode when you know so close to the finale. I thought you would tie in that loose end. If you would have just had it something in the middle, 
going on over there. Okay. And I understand that you really wanted to focus on the main storylines, which would have been CBI, the two brothers, what's going on with Tommy and his family. That'd have been fine. But to me, it really felt like what they did at the finale should have been more focused of the entire season of the show, because those was, that was the core of the show instead of adding in, you know, what was going on with Seamus and what was going on with Adrian. Remember he kicked, they like, get out, get out right now. And like, that's all we saw of Adrian. It was like, you know, let's run out of the, the shop, the barber shop. And, you know, she really didn't have any of a storyline at all. So they had her in there instead of what was, what was supposed to go on with, you know, other characters. Um, but overall, I will say that I didn't mind this um, episode. I thought it was a decent finale for a decent show. Um, I did want something bigger and grander, but I think it matched the overall tone of what we got this entire season, which was it existed. Um, for me, this first season was not really a standout. It had the possibility to be a standout. I think maybe maybe if you just look at it this way, they laid out the groundwork for the possibility of how great season two could be and all of the storylines they can tackle. It'll be even better, hopefully, because I don't think it can be even worse than what we got for this whole season. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, those were excellent takeaways. Uh, yeah, you, you touched on a lot of things, and I, I agree with a lot of what you had to say, uh, except one thing, because, um, you know, Adrienne, she she had to be a character in this show because, of course, we we needed a diamond sex scene. So, you know, that's that's the reason they had to include her in this show. We didn't even really get that. She was, like, trying to throw it on him, and he was like, dude, I'm my brother's going to probably kill me in, in the next room. Yeah, we, we got it earlier in the season, but that's, you know, oh. that to be the only reason they included the character other than that. She should have been the one. See, now that I think of it, she should have been the one who was, like, really slow to get out of the shop, and then they killed her, and then we don't have to go to the storyline anymore. Uh, and and w- w- one, more, w- one more correction I also want to add in. Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't clear, because there's a lot that happened in this episode. The guy from the Horsemen, the leader, I believe his name is Ian, he actually got killed. So that deal, that Dahlia is not going to make it this way to Ireland at all. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. They need to work on the lighting. It was so dark. <laughs> Cinematography. But she, but she did do a deal with Gennard. So see, she she was backstabbing as well because she's talking about, oh, the same. She gave Gennard the exact same spiel about, yes, I'll give you exclusive access to Dahlia. Mm-hmm. So, and that was before this other guy got killed. So. I don't know how she she's lucky that he got killed because that would have been an issue. Um, that that is true. See, yeah. I miss Courtney Kim. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like thinking like it was filmed so dark, yeah. <laughs> and with it the was. shootout things that was going on, I'm like I couldn't fully. And then if you looked at like previously when we had with um, Power Book Two, and it was you know it was lit so beautifully, and then we had like the beautiful like to me it was like, the cinematography and the direction, the director of photography mm-hmm. when they laid out the bodies. And then you saw like the white floor and then the red. That that was poetic. This was just like darkness. It was DC. Mm-hmm. You're right. DC comic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I, uh, Courtney Kemp, she she definitely puts a lot of care and attention and detail in, into these these shows. So uh, yeah, we are we are gonna miss her indeed. But once again, excellent takeaways from Dana. 
uh, we will expand on some of those topics a bit later, but um, we are going to head over to Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. now to get his uh, takeaways for the for this episode. So go ahead, Rich, when you're ready. So uh, I also will say excellent takeaways, uh, Dana. Um, I have three particular things I want to get into with, with, with my takeaways. But before I do that, there's two other things I want to say. First and foremost, surprise to everyone. I actually was entertained with the episode. I think it did have some issues, but overall I was entertained. Some stuff still didn't make sense, but I was entertained. I think the whole point is you had to be entertained with the finale. Cause I guess this was the final chance for them to try to get people convinced that season two was something to look forward to. So We'll see whether or not that pays off, but I was entertained. That's point number one. Point number two, I agree 100% with everything that Dana said about Liliana because this is a character on the regular power, which felt like a side character. Yes, she was working for Ghost and Tommy, but the way they elevated the character on this show and you made it, it um, to be a much to be much more important to Tommy, I personally think she was the main attraction of this show. No offense to Tommy. It is Tommy's show, but this is the character that I think had a complete story arc this entire season. So I'm glad that she got all that attention and all that focus. And it made sense for them to finally have to take her out at the end because it was a lot of foreshadowing over the weeks. Anytime she had an interaction with Tommy and it was a lot more polite and Tommy still tried to hold back and not give her too much information, but yet he still trusted her, but he didn't want to try to get too close because Tommy is still dealing with a lot of the people that he has lost in his life. So it made perfect sense the way they put her into the show. And I'm glad they did a good job with that character. So shout out to her. Now let's get into the actual three takeaways. Let's start with Tommy. Okay. This episode, you know, of course, Tommy is still working with Merkovich. Uh, He does meet up with Merkovich and ask him for two of his best men. And throughout this entire episode, He's juggling between checking on JP and Darnell, running into his mom, Kate, and, of course, having to deal with this situation with the Flins. Um, So one thing I will say is that, you know, how they bring back Kate in the show, that was very accurate what the character would do when Tommy shows up and Kate is pretty much rummaging through her mom's house looking for money. So, yes, we know that the mother is trifling. Kate is a very trifling character, so I'm glad they kept that consistent. But yet again, they did finally, she did finally get a chance to meet JP and to meet Darnell. And that's important. You know, we didn't get an answer about the uh, anything relating to the history of Tommy and JP in, in regards to who's the oldest. We didn't get any details on that. Maybe we'll find out about that next season because, again, Gary Lennon taking over. He can expand upon a lot of the family dynamics if he wants to. But uh, overall, you know, I think, uh, you know, I I still have a bit of an issue with Tommy working with the Serbs. And even after all that stuff happens, you know, we have this whole thing where Jannard does a deal with them so that they would basically, there will be a truce between uh, the Serbs and uh, the Flins. Uh, I thought that was a very, very quick, abrupt way to end the war. I understand why they had to end it. It made sense in the explanation, in the dialogue. It made sense why they did it. I just thought it, that was a, you know, it would have been ideal if 
this conflict between the Flins and the Serbs, if it had started earlier, in like if this was like the mid-season finale where things escalated to this point, and then you give a couple episodes, then it dies down. But it felt like it got to its highest point last week, and then this week, okay, it's over now. That was a very abrupt uh, way to end it. So I, I, you know, but it is what it is, you know. So we'll see what happens. Uh, finishing off the Tommy takeaways. I do think that one thing that was left open is that, you know, JP made it clear to Tommy, I want you to find out who did this to my son. And throughout this episode, Tommy is asking questions and pretty much puts two and two together that Gennard, you know, CBI was behind this. Now, obviously, I think next season it's going to be about getting revenge because I thought that would have happened in this episode. But again, I don't really know how that's going to play out because of how this episode ended and the fact that Diamond is now working with Tommy is he going to convince Tommy to just let it go but I don't I don't think JP is going to be let it go because he almost lost his son's life so I'm very curious to see how they're going to expand upon that because that's a conflict that's still there also we did see that as, as regarding Liliana's death we all saw that Claudia shot her we saw that Claudia was hesitant to shoot her but she did it she hesitated right after she did it and then when Tommy discovers her and Claudia is like oh we can still work together. He's like, no, uh, no, no, I'm, uh, we're not going to work together. And Tommy makes it very clear at the end of this episode, no, I'm not going to be messing around with Dahlia and Diamond isn't either. So my question to, to is to Gary Lennon and the writers is going to be, what the hell kind of product is Tommy and, and Diamond going to be selling next season? Because, you know, I, I thought that they still had access to the pipeline. I'm a little confused about that, though, because as part of this deal, Gennard did he said that he would give a lot of that stuff back. So that they have to iron that out so it's a lot more clearer to everybody. Um, but overall, I, I had questions about that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people, after they watch this episode, they're going to have some of the same questions. It, 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 uh, of course, though, if you believe you have the answer or you think you know exactly what's happening, feel free to let us know in the comments so that it's a little bit more clear. Because to me, I, I thought that could have been handled and explained a little bit better. But that's just my opinion. Okay, moving on to the Flins. And as Dana alluded to in her takeaways, the Horsemen of the Apocalypse, that was a complete, completely wasted concept. I find it very ironic, I will say, though, that one of the Horsemen of the Apocalypse got taken out by one of the seven deadly sins, Lust. Because, the, you know, the first one that got taken out, where he gets distracted by the attractive woman, he goes outside and Tommy chokes him out. So that was a very interesting dynamic, I will say. Uh, I liked the idea of Tommy having to take each one one by one individually, but we didn't get that because they had that scene later on where they went to the lab. And of course, that's where Tommy, you know, they just took him out very easily. So I didn't I didn't like that. I will say my prediction was right, though, where I said that Claudia knew where Tommy was going to be at. So I expect like I said on last week's show, she should just send them to the lab. But of course, Tommy was waiting for him and they took him out. So. But hey, it's all good. This this is what happens. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, Claudia did cut a deal with the with the leader of the horsemen that that went up in flames. But then she also cut a deal with Gennard. So I assume that next 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 uh, next season they're going to be working together in some capacity. Um, obviously, because that's what Gennard's hustle is. He's on the Dahlia stuff now. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and them all teaming up to basically kidnap JP 
And basically, I, I did it. I did think that was an interesting scene where you had Jannard also talking with the Flins, where they call Tommy and tell him, "Yes, we got, J- J- we got, J- we got JP." Because I know our very good friend Gary Swaby said it's going to be very unnatural for Jannard to have a conversation with Walter. And of course, hey, it is what it is. Um, I really, I really don't know if that deal would work in reality about calling a truce, and all of a sudden everything ends. I mean, I don't, I've never heard of that happening, but uh, it is what it is. They, they had to progress things forward, so uh, we'll see about that. And finally, CBI, 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 CBI. This episode, you know, I, I I've said on this show multiple times, I'm a fan of the actor that they brought on, uh, Blarton, uh, the guy that played Blackston. Because he's also on the shy, or he was on the shy, playing Reggie before he got killed. I thought he was going to play a much more pivotal role in the show. But again, he's basically working for Jannard. Now, I don't have a problem with them taking out, trying to take out Diamond. What I have a problem with is that, again, this, you didn't really see this coming, you know, that quickly. Yes, we knew that he wanted to take out Diamond, but it kind of felt to me like the writers decided, well, this is the finale. Now something has to happen. And Jannard has to make a move against his brother. So we, it, it must happen immediately. And it has to happen at the beginning of the episode so we can have a resolution by the end of the episode. It did feel that way to me, personally. So, um, which is fine. It's fine. But yes, Diamond dispatches Blackston, leaves the body right in the right for, for uh, Jannard to see. And of course, by the end of this, you know, we, we do find out that after, you know, they have their whole shootout, you know, their, their showdown outside, they pretty much decide to go their separate ways. And I, I, I think it was Gary that said that they'll probably split. I don't know if it was me or Gary, um, but I, I don't have a problem with the split. Uh, the way it ended, I do like how they made you think that he shot his brother where he shoots him off camera and then the, the shot comes back and you see, oh, he didn't shoot him. He shot the gravel right next to him. I thought that was good because that was great disbelief. Um, But overall, I mean, I don't have an issue with them going their separate ways because clearly Diamond has stuff that he wants to do. He works better with Tommy. And in in the case of Jannard, he has a lot of things on his plate, on his plate. So I'm fine with that. Now, the last thing I do want to mention though, and this is important. Okay. Um, When I, when you look at my name, missing persons reporter, right? There was a lot of people and plots completely missing with any conclusion whatsoever. And it makes me question why that stuff was introduced. I can only assume because it might be used in season two, but I'll just give you an example. You had the reporter that of course, now she has a relationship with Diamond. And in this episode, if it did feel as though she was trying to get information out of him, when she asked him, who is this person you can't trust? Why are you uneasy? And then he gets her out of there before they show up. And then that's it. You don't see her anymore in this episode. So that tells me, as Dana said very well in the past, this is something that could have been saved for season two. I don't know why she had to be in this season. Obviously, it's been 15 years, so Diamond had to get him somebody. You know, obviously, we know this, as Gary said. But this definitely could have waited to season two. The storyline with Seamus and the fact that they made it a point to let you know that he's always watching Diamond, et cetera, all this other stuff, there was no resolution to that. He wasn't in this episode. Cousin Buddy, Cousin Buddy who you saw last week have this whole thing where he gets approached by D-Mac and Marshall about a side deal. He's nowhere to be found in this episode. Okay, that's season two. Fine. But here's a question I want to ask people who like to defend this show so heavily 
what happened to the Hasidic Jews? Remember that Jannar took out one of those guys and there was no retaliation whatsoever. So that makes me believe that the, that the leader of that group thinks exactly like Merkovich, which is, oh, I don't care if people, if people get killed on, on my team. I'm not going to retaliate whatsoever. So I had an issue with that because it's like made no sense. And the last part I will mention, what was the point of us getting introduced to Polly's son? None of this stuff, this is, again, this is too many ideas, too many things they threw out as a viewer. And if you're watching a season, you're, you're obviously going to think some storyline is supposed to come to an end. Obviously, yes. But clearly, to me, it feels as though they have a lot of ideas, a lot of different directions they wanted to go in. And they just decided, we're just going to throw everything out here, see what sticks. And maybe some stuff will get revisited next season, and maybe some stuff won't. I will say still, though, I'm looking forward to season two because I'm very curious to see how Gary Lennon is going to turn the show around. And again, I was entertained. I did suspend disbelief because I hear people say when you just when you just when you just when you suspend disbelief, then it's a much more entertaining product. So yes, in that sense, it was I was entertained. Is it the best show that I've seen in the last couple of weeks? You already know my answer to that question. But uh overall, um I agree pretty much with what Dana had to say. They had to resolve and get a lot of stuff done in the finale. And for that reason, I give them credit to say, okay, that was decent enough. But I'm very curious to see what happens next season. Oh, yeah, excellent takeaways, uh, both of you. Um, I can say now, I don't think my takeaways are going to be as great as, as you two. Like you two. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hold on. Before you go, Dana, you, you was going to say something, right? I just, yeah. I just want to say that the Jewish community takes 30 days to mourn, so they'll be back in the second <laughs> season. Plus, Passover is coming up. Yeah. So they, they got to prepare things. But they, they'll be back. That's, that, that, that's a very good point. So we'll see about that. <laughs> One more comment as well, uh, you know, based on something Rich said. Um, with, with regards to Buddy, um, I think he had an eye appointment at the opticians. <laughs> wasn't able to appear in this episode. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, you have, you have to take out time for for, for your health and, and well-being, so that, that makes sense, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, great takeaways from both of you. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead with my takeaways so we can get to uh, the discussions, because uh, that's going to be very, very, like, very fun. I can tell already. Um so before before I get into my takeaways, um, you know, I just wanted to uh, basically give, you know, like a tribute to uh, the best character in this show, Liliana. You know, she is gone. So, you know, I just wanted to have like a moment of silence. And, you know, I've got her a, a gift for her departure as well, because I know she she really likes this cereal, you know. So I, I had to get some Lucky Charms. Um <laughs> Peace to Liliana. You know, she she was an excellent character in this show. So so there you go. Uh, and I know she loves the Lucky Charms because there, there was that product placement last week. So there you go. <laughs> Data. Yeah, that's funny. That, that, that's a good one, Gary. That's a very good one. I, I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, I had to do it, man. She she was the best thing in force. So, so there it is. Um, <laughs> Data's like <laughs> she's laughing. That's hilarious. But yeah, so uh, 
my takeaways. So first of all, I want I can't do it because she's cracking up. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> she's making me laugh now. <laughs> you want some lucky charms too, Dana? I'll send you some. You look like you want some. <laughs> but um, so Berkovic, uh yeah, so my thing with Murkovich is um, they use the Serbs at this point as a plot device. Like, and what I mean by that is um, it like, fair enough. I understand they need, they need like a go-to sort of like bad guy or an antagonist kind of role, I guess. They need someone there in the background who's going to come in and challenge Tommy and the, his friends and the people around him. Um, and I understand that. But I feel like they could at least give Murkovich and the Serbs some type of motivation that makes sense. Like, I, because I actually don't understand what it is they want anymore. Like, what is it that, what is their mission? What is their goal? What is their objective? Because to me, it seems like they're just going with the flow at the moment. They're just freestyling. Because, I mean, last week they strike a deal with Tommy after after wanting to kill him for weeks, they, he just strikes a deal with Tommy for no reason and al allows him to kill one of his men just like that and before his eyes, uh, before everyone else, you know, all the other Serbs, they got to witness that too, you know. And then this week, Janard shows up and um, I don't even, like, understand fully what the, uh, you know, what the benefits of siding with Janard is, like, but fair enough. So he won't, Janard offers him uh, I guess, uh, you know, peace with with the Flins if he allows him to get Tommy and all that stuff. Um, but it, it just, it, to me, it just doesn't feel believable. It just feels like a plot device. Like you're just, you know, this is just for the purpose of moving the plot along. Like it, it, it feels like they're just there for no reason. Like they're just, they're just there to advance the plot whenever the writing, you know, needs it. Like whenever they write themselves into a wall, basically, they use the Serbs to get themselves out of it. Um, and, you know, that is my critique with the Serbs in particular. Um, and, you know, it just all wrapped up too neatly, you know, with the whole, okay, so they're, they're at war with the Flins, but then Murkovic agrees to, to to have some peace with the Flins if Janard gets to kill Tommy. And then, uh, then Walt actually agrees to the deal also, to have peace with the Serbs. So it's like, what, what was we doing all this time anyway? Like, why was we like, I just don't understand why, why was there even a war then if you're going to end it this easy? Like, uh, I just don't understand, but okay. Um, the one thing I will say, like my takeaways aren't all bad. Uh, I don't want to, you know, cause it was, uh, it was entertaining to watch. And I feel like they did a great job of building the tension throughout the episode also. Um, because by the time, the end, uh, you know, kind of showdown happened. I was, you know, into it. I was on the edge of my seat. I was wondering what was going to go down. So I was excited for that, you know, to see what was going to happen. And um, for the most part, it was, you know, the outcome, it was, you know, some things changed, I guess, some things, not all, but uh, there was enough going on there to kind of keep me, you know, satisfied or, you know, um, entertained at the very least. So, you know, I will give them props for that. That was good. Um, and, you know, as Rich said before, you know, uh, the just the fact that a few plot threads kind of didn't appear in this was very much noticed. Um, 
I don't think it's too much of a bad thing as long as they're planning to do something with them in the next season. You know, for example, the Crooked Cop. I, I do feel like the Crooked Cop should have resolved in some way. They should have tied that in some way because that's not even a story anyone's excited to see in the future. So I, I don't know, you know, what they were trying to set up with that at all. Um, it just feels like a waste of time. Um, the Adrian thing, they can still do something with that at the very least, because I, I do like the idea of having a reporter or someone someone in the media, uh, because, you know, we don't get to see that side very often of, you know, the like we, we see the crime in the city, but how does that affect everything else and other industries in the city? And the media, of course, play a big part in crime because they are the ones reporting it. They are they decide how it gets uh, shown to the public and things of this nature. So I think it would be very interesting to explore that whole, you know, media reporter angle in a show like Power. So I hope I hope they do more with uh, Adrian in the future. So, I'm, uh, you know, if they are planning to use that character in the future, I'm not mad that they didn't put her in here. Uh, I mean, she was in the episode, of course. But I just feel like, you know, her story in particular didn't didn't end. It didn't round up in this season. But I hope that they're planning to do something with that. You know, maybe something even bigger in the next season. I, I, I hope so. Um, and I am disappointed that the Paulie thing, you know, with him and his son, you know, he, he obviously he's got um, a, a son who's hooked on drugs. And then also the investigators approached him earlier in the season um, to, to, to kind of flip him. Um, and, you know, we, we were kind of discussing whether he was going to betray Walt or betray the family in some way. Um, and, you know, we didn't see any resolution to any of that. And I feel like that is something maybe they could have used more, um, but they didn't. Um, so the Four Horsemen, I completely agree with what both of you said. They they were underutilized. They were very hyped up and then underutilized. Um, I like another critique I have is Tommy is too OP in the show. And for those who don't know what I mean by OP is overpowered. Um, he, like, I feel like there is no threat for Tommy at this point. Like, I feel like he can overcome any obstacle, any challenge that comes his way. Um, you know, earlier in the season, we saw him take out a whole, the, the whole, uh, you know, the, the Spanish gang, um, that was, you know, um, going after Diamond or whatever. He, he pretty much took them out off screen, you know, an, an entire kind of gang or whatever, and he had them in the trunk of his car and he set it on fire, wherever. Like he does he just does stuff like that. Like he can he guns people down easy. Like so it's like there is no threat then. It's like what you know, it, when when they do that, I mean they did they did still, you know, to give them credit, they did still do do a good job of building tension, uh, mostly because we thought someone else was gonna die anyway, not Tommy, but still it just it just like it it hurts the story a little bit when we see him um always coming out of this these situations with the upper hand and the four horsemen in particular i feel like they should have been more of a challenge for tommy um particularly that scene in the in the lab uh because they were outnumbered like they were outnumbered crazy like it was like tommy and like two two dudes or whatever and like 
it looks like at least like eight of the other team or something like that. Like, and he, they, they still came out of that fight with the other hand. Like it's okay. Yeah. Maybe some of the subs died too, but he like Tommy still came out with the other hand. So it was like, it was, and, and he killed like two, four horsemen in that fight alone. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, he's too overpowered. Like it's, there's like no threat for Tommy at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, I really do wish that they built up or or at least kept that last uh, four horseman guy alive. Like Dana was saying, they should have actually kept him alive so that there's some kind of future angle there that, that we can explore with Claudia because we know that she was trying to set up some type of business with him. So if he was at least kept alive, we could have had something there to, you know, speculate or, you know, ponder about but nope he's dead so okay uh and um uh the the whole thing with blanca <laughs> i think dana she gave like the perfect analogy like with uh <laughs> with with uh nick fury and samuel jackson like she literally is that character in this universe um and my thing is with this scene as well is that scene was literally nothing like like, I feel like that scene, you know, with, with just one thing, that scene would have been way stronger. Show, like, have her see the picture of Tommy. Because we in the scene before, they showed, like, that investigation team, they had that image of Tommy, like, and they were like, oh, this must be the guy that's doing stuff. If, if they would have had Blanca see that same photo, that would have at least made, made that scene a little stronger. Go ahead, Rich. I, I don't want to interrupt you. I just want to make a comment and say <clears throat> the whole I, I think the whole reason they had that scene of the photo with Tommy was just so they can have that line. Hey, this guy is a ghost. This guy is a ghost. <laughs> yeah, because they want to reference ghosts. And the other quick thing I want to mention to you is I agree about that scene as well. And I think that your idea that you had before about Dahlia somehow making its way back to New York, that would have been a far better way to bring it to connect New York to this instead of how they did it. Because as you said, the guy who was now uh, Blanca's boss, he said, Oh, don't investigate this. Let's yeah. just look at, look, look into it, but don't do anything right now. So that, that made it even more of a unnecessary scene right there, that dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. That was the most disappointing thing. Like I thought, okay, maybe this is going somewhere. Maybe like, maybe Dahlia is making its way to New York and they're looking into it and, you know, they see Tommy's picture and all this stuff like that would have been exciting because then it's like we know that Blanca is going to be in book two ghost again in, in the next season. So it's like maybe, you know, all of this stuff really ties together. But that scene was literally nothing. It was just there to remind us that this is a universe and that's it. You know, that that was literally it. Like, um, and we, we didn't need that. You know, if, if it's not going anywhere, we don't need it. Like, it's a waste of time. They could have shown something else in that to like sell the next season or something. Um, but yeah, that was that's my critique for that. Um, and uh, uh, I don't have much to say about Vic except the fact that he went out like a B word. Like, you know, he he went out like he didn't. He he looks soft this whole this whole season. And he he looks even worse now because it's like his whole thing was he wanted to get revenge on Tommy. And, you know, um, obviously in, in that showdown, he finds out the truth that it was his father that set up the shooting and everything. 
And, you know, all he does is he steps to his father and he's like, I'm not like you. And basically disowns his father, I guess, or whatever. But that's that's it, you know. And, and now he's still grieving over Gloria. He still hasn't got any payback. You know, the Serbs are still out there, by the way. Um, so, you know, if you want to get revenge, I mean, you can, but you're not going to, right? Because now everything's all peace and, and everything's all lovely now. So, hey, you know, poor Vic, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and that leads to, you know, the, my final point is that I just feel like, and actually this isn't just a critique of this show. Um, this is a critique of, the last three power seasons. So Raising Canaan, book, book two, go season two, and uh, and this, I feel like so sometimes these shows at, in the finale, they wrap up way too neatly um, to where it's like, it's just a reset of where they were at the, the, the start of the season, essentially. Like these last few seasons have felt like that. Like it's just a reset of they, they go back to their default state at the at, at episode one of the season, basically. And this very much felt like that. The only major thing is there's no Liliana now. She's gone, you know, and that's sad because she was like the strongest character in the show. Um, but aside from that, you know, what what's changed? Okay, CBI, they've split. And now Jannard is doing, he has his territories and Diamond has his. Cool. But, you know, there's still, not, not much has changed. They're still in the game. They're still doing their thing. It's just, they're divided now. That's it. Tommy, he's still very much at the same place because he came to Chicago, wanted to take over the city, and now he still wants to take over the city. So it, he's literally back at square one again. The Flynn's literally back at square one again. You know, um, so it's like what was changed, really? Um, <laughs> go ahead, Dana. What, I disagree. You... I disagree with you completely. He yeah. originally, you know, he came in there. He wanted to take over the city. You can't just take over the entire city in one day. So, you know, he stated at the very end that he still wants the whole map, but he's able to get parts of the map that he didn't have when he first started. So it shows that he's progressed in his journey. We have to wait and see what else is going to happen. Because remember, there were all the different territories on the map. So remember how I was saying previously, maybe each season focus on the different territories. And then I don't know what's happening to the to the Hasidic Jews, but they'll come in there maybe eventually after they finish their 30-day period of mourning. So you, you have that. And then you were saying before what happened with the Flynn family. The Flynn family is split. And here's another thing that people seem to have forgotten. When Liliana was there <gasps> the whole time, he kept saying, you know, who shot you? Who shot you? Whenever I find out who it is, I'm going after them. And that's when Claudia was like, hey, you okay? You all right there? You know, so he's Claudia now has gonna have to be looking over her shoulder with Tommy. So right there, that's another dynamic that they have because you before the only thing that we've seen between Tommy and Claudia was basically Claudia coming to him every time there was a dead body and he was slowly teaching her what to do. She's using that knowledge to form her own stuff. But now what happens when you have Tommy and it's gonna actually come after you, but Tommy doesn't know that it was you yet. 
So that's another thing that's going on. And the whole thing with the um, other setup was even though CBI is split, they're split, but they're going to have different viewpoints on how they decide to control certain things. So yeah, that's a whole nother dynamic. So I don't think that it's fully one thing. And Mr. Pointer is pointing. Yes, person? Who's missing? Rich. Oh, no, I was going to say, I, I think Dana made some good points. I just was going to add a, one other quick thing about uh, why I questioned earlier. So what product is Diamond and Tommy going to sell? Because Tommy already established clientele for Dahlia. He also, they was in the midst of making that street version, but they no longer have the chemist. So that's why I want to know, are they going to, you know, try and make Dahlia again or what? I mean, and I think that has to be clarified at some point next season because whatever drug they sell, it's if it's not Dahlia, it's going to, be, it's going to face some stiff competition. So that's why I definitely think they have to answer that question. And that, and that is different also in regards to the reset because the clientele they had, the clientele wants Dahlia. If they're not selling Dahlia, what use is Tommy and Diamond going to be to them? Go so ahead. remember in the, the couple episodes before it was JP was finally able to figure out how to how to make the stuff. He was slow with the measurements, but he, he figured it out because he was able to use his instrumental skills. Mm-hmm. Then um you also have well the chemist is it, it, she's wearing off, but it was a weird running off. That's why I thought she was gonna die. Which like she she was so into it and she was like, You sure? You want me to leave? I wonder if she's gonna have like that that weird inkling of wanting to come back and rejoin because it wasn't like a complete split of I can leave bye it was like are you sure okay and she was like here here's the money like oh all right then but you you sure so it kind of seemed like it was a bit like a I don't know who that was like out of fear or like hey I'm kind of comfortable here well yeah well well she can definitely want to have a, a thought of coming back I don't think Claudia will let her you know do that but uh she can definitely think about that and, and consider that. But but the, the thing is, because they have the chemists, I feel like if they wanted to evolve this drug further, they have the perfect person for that as well. That's why I'm very curious to know when this show returns, what what how are they going to address the, the Dahlia situation? Because that's uh that's an opportunity for somebody to take over the city. They made that clear, you know. And I even recall in the earlier episode when Diamond was asking Tommy about this. And even Diamond said, yes, anyone that has this drug, they're going to take over the city. So it, so for them to say at the end of this episode, oh, we're not going to be messing with Dahlia, I kind of, I'm re- I question that. So I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going with that. Well, in the magical world of storytelling, you could just come up with something else with an, yeah. another drug. So there you go. You have a rival drug of Dahlia. <laughs> I don't know. Kidnap some more chemists. There's some students running around in chemistry. Yeah, we'll see. Damn. Um, no, no, you know, you know what's weird? Okay, now I'm just throwing it out there. They probably won't do this. D-Mac money, right? So they want him to go back. You, they seriously want him not in this. He can go back to school. He's really, really smart. So he goes to one of them smart people schools where they do things. It's like for smart people, right? And then that's how he ends up meeting, say, for example, a chemist. Or someone who knows the genetic breakdowns of chemicals, which would be a chemist. And in that way, he's a fast learner to begin with. He can bring someone in. 
I don't know. I, I feel like D Money Mac Man still has a storyline aside from Uncle Tommy and. Oh, oh well, he, he still has a storyline. Number one, he has to recover fully from this, uh, from the hospital. But the thing is, is that he also was the one, him and Marshall approached Buddy about that deal. So even Buddy is going to be expecting now. But, but, but again, this is why I said, I think it was important that we should have gotten the update from what's going on with the, with that other character in this episode because he was the one that had the back and forth with Jannard and Jannard is supposed to be his partner now so right. the fact that he wasn't in this episode that leaves a lot of a lot to be desired to understand what's going on with their dynamic and whether or not they actually would work with work with D money or or Jannard so that uh they got to answer that question but um, so where's Marshall uh Marshall um I have no idea um Obviously, uh, you know, I, I don't. We, well, well, Gary, we, we didn't want to hijack you. Oh, episode. sorry. <laughs> uh, but I, I just, I, I wanted to comment on that when you when you started to talk about that stuff. I felt like, uh, yeah, I wanted to throw something in there, but uh, we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll get back to it in the the questions and discussion anyway. But um, but yeah, like my point was just that like it just wrapped up too neatly, and it's like nobody's beefing with each other anymore essentially like they they resolved all the beef basically like you know and it's like okay cool back to square one um so yeah um and that that's that's pretty much you know my takeaways um we'll we'll get to the question and discussion so we can we can talk more about it but um yeah go ahead dana they did not resolve the beef they They escalated beef and you take a moment to reassess your beef they came to an agreement, so that is essentially settling the beef. Are agreements ever really settled? Really? I mean, of course there's going to be more tension, but I'm just saying at the end that the end of this finale was them coming to an agreement and, and you know, ending the violence. So <sighs> that's, you know, so back to square one until next season. Of course there's going to be more beef, but for now, like, that's it, you know. It's, it's wrapped up, so it's resolved. Um, so yeah, uh, that that's pretty much my takeaways. Um, I do want to emphasize that although I have these critiques, it doesn't mean that you know I'm not entertained by power or force, or you know I'm, I don't like the show at all. Um, it's still entertaining to watch. You know, it's just I have my critiques, and and the purpose of giving a review is to highlight good things and bad things. You know, I just wanted to say that as well, make that clear, you know, like reviews aren't just, you know, this show was great and this happened and this happened. You know, a review is you give a critique, you, you highlight the things that stood out to you and things that might've been good, things that might've been bad. So that's, you know, that's all it is, but it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, um, trashing the show or anything like that. I'm just, you know, I'm just pointing out the, the things that I maybe didn't like and the things that I did like. So that's it. Uh, but but yeah, so we'll get to our questions and discussion segment now. Um, but before we do that, please do respond to, you know, any of these topics that we've raised and our takeaways, you know, leave a comment, join in in the discussion and everything. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you liked and what you didn't like, you know, about this episode. Um, and please do hit that like button. That is very important. And it is free. It doesn't cost anything. 
So please do that and also check out the channel and consider subscribing and hitting the bell also. So we're going to get to some discussions now, and this is going to be fun because it's the finale um, and there's so many ways it can go in, uh, in the next season now, especially with the new showrunner, Gary Lennon, you know, at the helm. Um, so yeah, now we get to speculate on what could possibly happen next. Um, so I don't even know where to start here, but, um, I guess we'll start here. So Liliana is gone. You know, that is the major thing that has changed, um, after this episode, you know, we have no more Liliana and she was a great character. She was a great companion to Tommy. Um, but she is no more sadly. Um, and she will be missed, I'm sure. Um, but my question to you, and I can't wait actually to see what Dana has to say about this, but um, my question to you is, to, to both of you is, do you feel like um, another character should have been killed off instead of Liliana um, in, in this episode? So <laughs> I see I see Rich with, th with the thinking face on, um, I, I guess maybe I'll give him some time to, to think about that. Um, and I'll go to Dana first, because I know she has an answer, you know. So go ahead, Dana. You think somebody else should Another character instead of Lily. Yeah. JP. Kate. Uh, DMAC. Marshall. Any of the other CBI boys? Uh, we already got to Ireland. The, the rest of the Serbs, Murkovic could have went because, like, he was just there to be there. You know, you guys said he wasn't really a threat. He could have went. Um, I still don't know what's going on with the. I know there was there was the Rojas, but there was more Hispanic people who were also a part. Remember when they made that deal, kind of towards the beginning ish of the series, they could all got it. Um, the the Jewish could the Hispanic the Hasidic Jews thing only one guy died. Um, they could have went. So yeah, anyone but Liliana is basically what I have to say. Like I understand why, but anyone but Liliana. Yeah, and and oh, go ahead. No, and I was gonna just say. You remember at the very end, they said, oh, he's like a ghost. And it was to that like corny tie-in to ghost. Yeah. Um, if you really looked at it, um, it was ghost who, it was Tommy. Okay, I don't know how to fully explain this, but none of Tommy's really, you know, group of people died. If you look at how Kanan died, he committed suicide, like got by fire. Remember, he was jumped out there with the police and he purposely got shot and killed because 50 Cent was just basically tired of being on the show. So he was like, um, he walked out the car, bye, bang, 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 and I'm dead. Um, so if you really looked at it, the people that he grew up with never really died. And the fact that they now called Tommy a ghost, um, it kind of just really feels that that is now his new, his new place. They're trying to bring in a ghost for... I don't know how to explain it, but he is now Chicago's ghost in that sense. So it, it continues that cycle. And if you really looked at it um, that way, Liliana, her death was kind of 
similar to 50 Cent to Kanan. He always knew how he was going to die. He stated that when he was in the car with Tariq, you know, that it would be by the police just in general or just in the street game. And so Liliana, remember how she always, she said, I know how I'm going to die. I'm built for this when she was speaking to the chemist. So it kind of mirrored that that way how they did it. But I just didn't like that they took her out in the first season because honestly, to goodness, their relationship together was kind of the best thing. And so I kind of wonder if we're going to, we're now forced with um, JP. Is he going to now be that new relationship with Liliana? He does not have the street smarts yet. You know, he's brand new, but he's eager. You know, he remember how originally he was like, I'm going to just do this for the money. And then now it's like, well, I have enough money, but what about that next money? And then the other money, he's getting slowly, he likes the money, like he stated. I'm tired of being poor. That was the one thing that everyone can relate to. It is tiring being poor. So if he falls into that cycle, I wonder if he's now the new Liliana replacement. I don't really like it, but it is what it is. But everyone else should have died except for Liliana. Yeah. Yeah, I think they definitely should have kept her in longer because um, she, I think she was a fan favorite of this show. And my choices for who should have, uh, you know, died instead are, um, I agree with you, number one, JP is an option because that would have been, that would have been show altering. Like that would have directly affected the main character if JP went. And it would have like raised the stakes for the next season because, you know, that like surely he'll want some further revenge. Um, and it will also cause issues with him and his family. And it will also alter his connection to DMAC as well. So that will open up further possibilities of their, you know, relationship. So that is my number one choice. And then also, oh, go ahead. You were going to say just a random pop thought in my head. Remember the relationship between Tommy and Tariq? Now it's Tom now it's Tommy and D Mac. Yeah, yeah, that is essentially, <laughs> essentially what they're doing here, I think. It's just saying but uh yeah, and then my number two pick would have been uh Vic, just because I feel like he is a weak character in the show. And I think that would have changed that would have been an interesting change for the Flynn family as well because now Walter ha- no longer has his only son and that that is probably a big deal for him to to kind of come to terms with and you know he he only has Claudia left and we know he doesn't want he doesn't he he didn't really want to give up the reins to Claudia um his daughter he didn't even want her in the game so then that is another obstacle that that is another thing that they have to kind of overcome in the next in the next season to where you know Claudia wants to take over um, and, you know, Walt is going to have to come to terms with that. So, um, that would have been my other pick for a character that should have, should have died. Um, but everyone else, I would have kept them because even though Janard is slightly annoying at times, I think the, 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 um, <laughs> I think the, uh, pressure that he puts on other characters is entertaining. So that is entertaining to watch. So I would definitely keep him around. Um, and Diamond, I think, you know, he's okay. Keep him um, because there is there is stories to be told with him, I think. Um, and, yeah, just everyone else, I think, keep them. Um, 
So yeah, that that's my answer. But I'm very interested to hear what Richard is going to say now. So Rich, go ahead. Well, uh, surprisingly, uh, my answer has already been has already been taken. Uh, I agree with with both you and Dana. You made great points. However, in my personal opinion, there's only one person that should have gotten killed instead of Liliana, and it is 100% Vic. No, no one else. And let me explain why that is. Because we learn in this episode that Walter did play a role in, killing, in, killing, in killing Gloria. Okay, so if so, if Vic gets killed, Walter would definitely feel some type of way because he's the one that created all of this. You saw him; he was very uneasy when he saw Vic running out trying to go still get still kill Tommy. Like he was like you can tell he was he was scared for him to do that because he didn't want anything to happen to him. And he even and he even told Ian make sure you bring my son back alive. So from that standpoint, number one, it would have made Walter even more angry at himself for setting up that attempt to kill Gloria. And then maybe they would have actually shown a flashback to him actually setting that up because all you got in this episode was the confirmation of him saying when Vic, when, when it, when it's revealed that he did it and Vic comes up to him and he's like, Oh, you still ain't got the balls to do anything to me. That tells me if that's all they're going to say to, to confirm he did it, I, I think that was pretty weak, and they could have expanded upon that a lot further. But yes, I would have killed him off for that reason, and I also would have killed him off as a means to harden Claudia. Because if Tommy was the one that killed him, now Claudia is now obviously it makes sense now why she would all of a sudden have an issue with Tommy and want to come after Tommy. So I think that would have made a, a hell of a lot more sense because again. He's a weak character. By the end of this season, it felt to me like he was the same character when he started the season. But this time, he don't have his his, his woman. So he's still going to feel some type of way when he comes back next season. But I'm not convinced, even when he's stepping out of the shadow of his father, that he is still built for this. And again, I believe it was you or Dana mentioned earlier why it's disappointing that the Ian character did not survive. Because you saw he had an exchange with Walter in this episode where Walter was like, oh, yeah, you're nothing like your father. And that's when Polly stopped him and say, OK, no, don't say that. I wanted to know more about that dynamic, because even that character, Ian, was saying, oh, Vic, he's not cut out for this. He's not a real man. He can't handle it. So I would have wanted to see them build upon that and why Vic Walter feels a certain type of way about Ian as well in regards as well as well as well as Vic. So yeah, I I think uh Vic is not really necessary on the show at this point. He's just there to support his sister. And of course, they're going to have this whole thing next season where he's going to try to go out and do his own thing, but I I, I really don't know what that means. So, uh I think they could have definitely got rid of him and I wouldn't I wouldn't have cared about it. But um it definitely would have altered the, how the Flynn family operates. It would have made Claudia a lot more uh more aggressive, more angry, and maybe take some actions against Tommy. And it would have made Walter uh, go into a, d- a deeper downward spiral because, again, he doesn't have his son to lead, and he's the one that caused all of this. So it's unfortunate, but uh, it is what it is. Let's see what they got planned for this character next season. <laughs> go ahead, Dana. 
Or you could kind of argue it this way because there were people who were there who really didn't do anything that I expected more from. So during that whole argument thing, when Victor, who's slow, finally puts two and two and four and eight together (laughs) and realizes that it was Walter who put out the hit to kill Gloria, um, he would have said, say, for example, would would have been this. He, they remember they were struggling with the knife and I was like, oh, someone's going to die because they Mm -hmm. were struggling with the knife. I wouldn't have mind if, say, Vic stabbed his father, Paulie was there, and out of rage, stabbed Victor. Yeah. They both died. Two birds, one stone. Oh, Walter and Vic? Yeah. Because if you look at it this way, Walter is isolated. Um, Dublin doesn't really consider him anything anymore. You know, your your dad's getting old and he's making... Remember, they stated that production was down and crime was up. Mm-hmm. And it's really bad for Ireland and you're, you're setting this really horrible example. And then here comes Claudia to save the day with Dahlia. That would have worked way better than you have a whiny Victor who's still there at the end of the season. And then, you know, you have the dog just sitting there pouring his whiskey like this. Would like no connections because what is he going to do? Run back to the CBI and work with the blacks that he can't stand? <laughs> well, 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 one thing that we do know, um, because even with CBI in regards to when Diamond first had a sit down with Walter in this season, is that now they have a history. <laughs> so this whole thing with the Flins, with Tommy and CBI is, is further history. So when there's an issue later, and there will be an issue in season two, now you understand why uh, they 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 now have to go against each other again, because I can't really think of the new of a new adversary as as Gary said, the Serbs, they was in this show to serve a purpose for some type of villain, and then at the end of the day, Tommy ends up working with the villain. So I didn't I didn't understand that, and I thought that after that deal with Murkovich was over. Why didn't Murkovich just try to go after Tommy? It just if if you're no longer uh you know under his protection, why don't you just turn on him? But they said no. We're just very peaceful now. There's no need for us to go after Tommy because war <laughs> is very exhausting, and people die, and you can die, and so it's just exhausting in general. So yeah. let's have this moment and, of peace. Yeah, and I'm sure the writers were exhausted, just as exhausted we have as we have been covering this show because it has the it has has not been it has not met our expectations. Nope, y'all not coming for me in the comments. I don't know. What you're <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll direct that to Richard Bailey and to Gary Sweeney. <laughs> Leave me out of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was all, it's it's all just convenient to me. Like you know, the whole, the way the way it ended it just feels convenient, but. But it is what it is. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of questions. So let's get to some more. So, uh, what is next for the Flynn family now? So of course, you know, um, Vic is mad at his father. He knows the truth that his father lied to him. Um, you know, Walt is. Uh, I mean, his. It seems like his health is under control for the moment, but he seems very uh, depressed as as. Uh, uh, Dana said earlier, you know, he was pouring out the the liquor or whatever, um, and you know, Paulie, he seems like he's uh, throughout this season, he's kind of seemed exhausted too. You know, you use he's that Alfred. word. He, he's yeah, he's definitely, and he's Alfred. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's exhausted, um, and I think 
he is going to break as, at some point or he's going to maybe oppose Walt. Um, and then, you know, you have uh, Vic and Claudia. We know what Claudia's goals are. She wants, you know, she wants power. She wants to, you know, she wants to control the show, basically. And Vic, we don't know what, what's going to be in Vic's mind. Uh, but, you know, what do you guys see for the Flynn family moving forward into season two now? Um, and uh, I guess Dana's already unmuted, so I think she has an answer now. So, <laughs> so go ahead, um, In regards to, to Vic, I think his goal is to be a real boy because he's tired of being a puppet. He's, he's stepping away. No Geppetto for him. So in order to do, to do that, I don't know. He has to f- get out of his sister's boob. So I I wonder how attached he's going to be to Claudia because at the end they were standing together and he was like, whatever, working with dogging. It's you and me against the world. So uh, you have that going on. So I wonder, we know already Claudia is going to lead that, but I wonder if Victor is going to have some ideas that he actually can execute without being a hot mess. So that would be really nice to see in terms of Claudia. You know, she still has Dahlia. She has the blueprints for Dahlia. She needs a new chemist, which, of course, is going to just be easy to find. And she has the connection to Ireland. I want to see Ireland. Um, Show me something with that in regards to that connection. Richard's like, no, out of Ireland. She doesn't have that connection to Ireland. She doesn't have that connection to Ireland anymore. He could have made a phone. No, he could have made a phone call. (laughs) <laughs> before he died I was like you know I got this new project right here and here's Claudia's number and boom she calls him so he tried to make a phone call after he tried to get some he tried to get some action with, with Claudia and she well, said he, no you're not my type that was very nice and you know they did Claudia dirty because that whole time when they were like how are we going to go and find Tommy where's Tommy at where's Tommy and you know, she's communicating with Tommy through text message the whole time. And she's like, da, shut up, you little girl. You don't know nothing. And she's literally right there with like, here's Tommy's whole everything. So they did her dirty. So maybe she doesn't have to listen to a bunch of men just complain and not have any connection because she's smarter than all of them. Um, so she'll she'll be fine. And I do think there's a, some kind of connection to Ireland. I don't I, She can figure she runs the books. So she knows connections and people. I think also Pauly uh, probably has a lot of contacts like from Ireland. So maybe, you know, she could go to him or something, or maybe he goes to her, you know, something of that nature. Yeah, that's true. And he's done, you know, cleaning up after Walter. So that can work right there. And then in terms of Paulie, like I just said, he's a glorified Alfred, but I would like to see him step out and do something. We had that whole situation with his son. I don't, I don't know what, what was even the point of that unless you was like to show me a connection between the drug world and maybe he got hooked on Dolly and I was waiting for him to die of an overdose. This whole season, I was waiting for someone to overdose on Dahlia and that never happened. So season two, yay. Um, maybe. So um, in returns of Pauly, I, I don't know. Maybe Pauly will now have to start taking control of things. Maybe he'll start running things <coughs> and <laughs> be that surrogate Victor situation in order for Pauly to kind of stat- snipe out of it and to do something. In terms of Walter, you know, he's very upset. And I see Walter being kind of grimy. I see Walter as the kind of father who's like, oh, you're not going to listen to me, so I'm going to come after you with everything I got. So he could come after his kids. 
it make their life kind of a living hell. Egg, um, so, yeah, it could work. I mean, he doesn't have really a storyline at this point. Ireland doesn't seem to like him. His four horsemen are all like dead horsemen. They're in the glue factory at this moment. So, he needs to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great thoughts there, indeed. Um, I did have a thought, but, but I'm, I'm going to head over to Rich. Uh, so, Rich, let us know what you think is next for the Flynn family. Well, first and foremost, Dana made the comment about Ireland. I think, personally, if I was writing on this show, which I am not, I think that there needs to be some backlash from the fact that Walter had the four horsemen sent to get involved in their business. And and I think that they should be coming for Walter and Vic because Vic was supposed to be the leader of that group. So I kind of feel like, you know, even though father and son aren't talking right now, they they absolutely need to both be impacted by this. As far as Walter is concerned, I think his health is going to continue to de- deteriorate because he's still in denial. And I think that Paulie is going to get sick and tired of waiting for him of, of taking care of him and, and may maybe have to separate himself. I do think Polly is going to work as a mediator to try and get Vic and try to get the kids to once again, talk back to Walter. But I also think when we talked about this before about maybe uh, of course, uh, Vic and Gloria do not know how sick their father is. Well, now he will get sicker in season two. And I can definitely see, you know, Walter finally having to have that conversation and let them know how serious his condition is. Because as you alluded to, Gary, we never saw that actual conversation happen unless it got cut from the editing when they actually did that at that particular episode when they had the conversation after the fact. So I think that's going to definitely happen in season two. As for Claudia, she is now working with Jannard. She has a little deal with Jannard. And that means that she's now going to have to deal with some of the people that Jannard has to deal with. So cousin buddy you know because you got to remember that when dmac had that conversation and they tried to approach cousin buddy they said oh we got the connect and the product so now Jannard has access to the product and he has the connect but is that going to be something that actually works out because claudia may not be willing ready to deal with those type of people you know with the you know because that's not the type of people that they were selling the product to before and when those i say that types? Yeah, I'm talking about the upscale. These guys are not upscale. This is this is a different type of, of of audience for this particular product. So, you know, that's the whole thing when she was going back and forth. And I will say this. They did tease when Tommy was working with Claudia, how Claudia liked to do her like to make her own moves, so on and so forth. So I think there's she's definitely gonna have issues with Jannard because she wants to tailor her product to upscale clients, so on and so forth. She may not be on board with the idea of Jannard having certain types of customers, and that's definitely going to be an issue moving forward. I'm just saying, because they already put that out there as, you know, basically selling to people on the street who are out there in the streets, as opposed to selling to somebody in a club on a, you know, this is a different type of situation. So I think you're definitely going to see her have some issues with Jannard even though they have agreed to work together moving forward. Go ahead. Excuse me, Walter Flynn, okay? The long-lost black brother of Walter Flynn. Those people were the ones who was giving the highest, highest, you know, money they were selling to. So 
I think Claudia understood that Tommy was right because remember, Tommy wanted different qualities out there in order to generate the money. While Claudia was all like, I'm bougie, you know, she understood that it was more profitable. So I think those people will still be sold to. Oh, I'm not saying they, I'm not saying that they won't be sold to. I'm saying that she may not want to deal with them directly, meaning that she is the one that's, you know, when they're doing these meetups and all this other stuff, I don't know if she's going to want to be out there engaging in conversations with them and get too close to those contacts. Because again, these are people out on the street. I don't think Claudia is a street. She's not out there in the streets like that. She's out. Any every time you've seen her this season, she's been at these clubs, outside the clubs, letting the other people working for her go in there and sell the product. So I don't think she's going to be out there on the street selling product. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about her. No, she's not going to be out there on the streets, but she's going to use one of her girls, and those girls have contacts with those people. Oh yeah, maybe we'll see. We mean maybe she's been doing this this whole season. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Because because my, my thought is that again, as we from what we have seen in the show so far, they're going to the clubs selling the product. So I'm looking at that and saying they're getting a lot of their money from people in the club. I haven't really gotten an indication that they're getting money from people on the street. Because even when she when when Jannar was approached in that club with the woman, they gave him a sample. You didn't see them exchanging money or, or nothing to that effect. So but in the club, that's all I've seen. The high upscale clients, those are the ones paying for the product. So that's why I said they have a lot more to show if they are in, indeed selling to people, to, to, the, to the other clients, because they didn't show us enough of that this season, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think that will be the whole um, the whole reason that she partners with Jannard, because he... Yeah. he that's that what he does, yeah. Yeah, so... So that but would make. He was sense. saying that he would, he wouldn't, she wouldn't even partner with Jannard because he's those people. No, 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 no. I, I think I said that they, they they're going. I'm saying they're going to work together, but they're going to have issues because Claudia likes to take charge and do stuff behind her partner's back, which she did to Tommy in this in this show. That's what I'm saying. They're going to have issues working together, but they are going to work together because they already established that he has a deal now with her. So. Mm. Yeah, I think I think what you were saying is basically like because we all know s- stuff on the streets gets messy. And yes, like, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. A lot and, of violence and competition involved. So I think um, a lot of mess is going to come from that, you know. And Claudia won't like that, I guess. So I, I well, now we do know that Claudia will get her hands dirty if she needs to. Yeah, but but again, we haven't seen her get involved on that level with this other stuff, this other stuff that Jannard has been doing. So that's why I said, let's see if that's the direction they go in next season. But I do believe that Gary, your point of the character becoming a lot more hardened. I'm curious to see if they go that route now, because they have an opportunity to go that route now that she is in power and control of whatever's going on in her business. So we'll see if they actually do that next season. Yeah, and and what you said as well, Dana, with um, of how like they were ignoring Claudia, like when she was saying like I I can get Tommy right now, and like yeah, was like shut up. I think yeah, that is gonna be a thing that that they're gonna that happened for a reason. I think they're gonna play on that, and that is gonna be you know a point of tension in in next season's story. You know, her overcoming that, you know, that whole um, how Walt views her. You know, because he he views her as the woman. He he obviously like he he's he was born centuries ago because his views 
on life. You know, he's racist and, you know, he doesn't value women. He doesn't think women should, you know, play a part in the business and all this stuff. Like his views are like from three, four centuries ago or something like that. So I think a lot of that is going to come into play. And um, um, I do think that um, I think it would be very good to see because uh, we, we, we've had so many, you know, father-son situations. I, I want to see that that father-daughter dynamic where she ends up maybe taking his life or maybe there's a situation where his, his health uh, gets worse and she, you know, she does something to accelerate his, his demise, you know? So I, I feel like something like that could happen. Well, the last point I will mention, just remember what he said. When I find out what you're doing, I'm going to crush it. Remember he said that because that just got completely ignored in this episode. So it needs to be revisited in the, in the next season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as for Vic, I don't know what he'll do next. Um, maybe he'll mourn Gloria for the whole season. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just don't know for Vic. Um, I think he'll they they need to come up with something creative for that character, I think. Because... See, yeah, this is why the character needed to die because he would have had his reunion with Gloria. Is this is no? Obviously, that's the only thing he cared about since we this show has started. So I really don't understand why he's still around. So I mean, yeah, they're gonna have to be very creative, as you said, to think of some some different ideas. Yeah, because like when you look at other shows, like I. I I don't want to keep bringing up other shows, uh, but, you know, when you look at other shows like the Snowfall, you know, um, there, it's not just, not everyone is involved in the drug trade. Like there are characters who do other things and have like, they have other goals. There are characters who have been in, involved in the drugs, but then, you know, they have, they, they figure out their life's calling, you know, and maybe they go on to do something else. Um, so I feel I feel like they should do something creative with Vic, like to where he, you know, he has this sort of, you know, calling this this new motivation, this new, you know, this new thing that he wants to do, and that that could lead to some great storytelling as well, because then we all know Walt wants him to be become the leader of the family and be this ideal idealistic, you know, successor and everything. Um, but, you know, they can show that he has a, a different mission in life, a different path. And, you know, he can kind of come into come into his own and grow into, you know, the person he really wants to be. So I feel like if they do something like that, it would be more interesting for Vic, because I just like now he's just not a believable character in this whole, you know, drug game for me. So I, I feel like they should do something, you know, different with him. But we'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, um, so that's the Flynn's. Any more thoughts on that before we get on to okay? So, um, I guess next, um, is what do you see next for JP, DMAC, and Kate? So, that is the other big thing that happened in this episode because Kate obviously arrived. Um, you know, we had the scene where you know, um, uh, Tommy goes to the, the grandma's house, Miriam, I think her name was, and um, he finds out somebody is there, you know, somebody broke in, and it's actually Kate. 
and then you know um, they have a little back and forth argument or whatever, and then Kate asks to see JP, and and Tommy tells tells him about DMAC and how he was shot and everything, and and then she's like, "Wow, I have a grandson. You didn't give me one, you know." Um, <laughs> so so yeah, so then she wants to see her grandson. Um, so we saw all of that take place, and we know JP was very happy about that because he's been wanting to to meet his mother. And then, you know, D-Mac was like, Who, who's that old white lady outside, you know? Um, and then they they obviously met each other. And, you know, so that was a, a nice warm moment, I guess, in this uh, in this episode. That is another thing as well that um, I, I actually liked about the episode, you know, Kate's appearance and, and stuff. Just because I, I, I find it interesting how they interact with each other, like Tommy and Kate, like their interactions are always funny, even in the original power. Like I find their interactions very interesting. Like especially when they're like sniffing lines of coke together and things like that. Like it's it's just like it blows my mind, you know, to see that. But yeah, so the question is, what do you see for this family now? Now that the family is kind of united, um, you know, Kate is there and then, you know, um Tommy has brought JP and DMAC together. And DMAC is going to survive. So what would you see coming next for, for you know, um, the Egan family? So this time I'm going to go to you first, Rich. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yes. Um, I think it's very easy from what I, what I can see is about to happen next. I believe that now JP is going to learn exactly how trifling Kate is. And that's going to make him bond with Tommy even more. Because there are reasons that Tommy does not like his mom. JP hasn't really gotten to know Kate yet. So it kind of feels like that has to happen so that they can better build the bond between the brothers. Um, I do think that uh, she's going to be a bad influence on uh, Darnell. She may convince him to continue to pursue the street stuff if he feels as though that's easy money or whatever. I mean, so she's definitely going to be a bad influence. And, uh, and again, we're also going to have her interact with Herman so we can find out how that relationship went awry. So there's going to be a lot of drama, I feel, next season with the family. Uh, am I expecting Kate to stay in Chicago? Well, there's not, I mean, I don't really know why she would stay in Chicago. Obviously, if she wants to continue to spend time with JP and her grandson and Tommy, um, and I know that y'all made the comment that Liliana was a great character the emotional anchor, I feel, for the entire season of the show. I hope that Kate is not the replacement for that character because I, I don't really think I care about Kate that much. But uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think for now it's going to be a lot of drama between the family. Yes, it was a nice heart heartfelt moment to see them in happy times. But we're, but trust me, JP and DMAC are going to learn just how crazy uh, Kate actually re- really is. So. Yeah, and and remind me, because um, I know Tommy's father is Italian. Teresi, uh, he was Italian. Yeah, but wasn't Kate Irish? I'm pretty sure she was like Irish or something. Uh, that's a good question. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not entirely sure. That's a something that I'm not. I, I you know because we we didn't really know. Well, I didn't really think we cared that much about the character to that extent it didn't really make it make it a focus some of that stuff wasn't a focal point in the regular power so i'm not sure but if anyone does know please do comment and let us know what you think about that 
Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think like her heritage was from Irish. Uh, maybe she was born in America though, but um, but I think maybe her parents' uh, heritage is from Ireland. But uh, mm-hmm. but that would be interesting if they do something with that and the Flynn family and all that. But um, but yeah, um, you had some some good thoughts there. Um, I'm also wondering because there were a few things that we saw in this season that I feel like they still need to explain. Um, in particular, the photo that JP had in that one episode where, you know, he was at um, school or something and, and Tommy was in the background. Um, and uh, and what was I going to say? Um, yeah, and I think I think in this episode, JP said something like Kate left when he was, uh, how old was he? Like she left very early, basically. Two? Was it two? Two days, years? eight, two days. Two days. Okay, so yeah, so they have a lot to explain then, I think, um, of, you know, why was Tommy in that photo and, you know, things of that nature. I think there's a lot they need to kind of, you know, explain about this whole family dynamic that they introduced. So I'm looking forward to more more of that. Um, and then also I want to see how DMAC integrates with the family as well. You know, him, him being the youngest and everything and then being tied to the streets. I want to see if, you know, is Tommy going to try and protect him now and maybe keep him out of the business, um, you know, as a result. And of course, JP is now a fa- his father. Well, he's always been his father, but now he's in his life to a degree. So what is his stance going to be on, on DMAC? And is he going to try and play a bigger role? Um, are they going to show us the mother maybe, you know, um, is she going to play a part in the next season? So yeah, there's a lot. There's there's a lot of ways it can go. There's a lot of things uh, they need to kind of touch on uh, because throughout this season, it, it kind of felt like an afterthought at first until maybe the last few episodes where you know DMAC was involved in everything. But the, you know, throughout the first half of the season, the the whole family thing was just like an afterthought. Um, and then it, it started to mean more to Tommy. And so now I want to see, you know, where you're going to take it, you know, because you have to take this somewhere now. But uh, Rich, you were going to say something else. Yeah, I just want to ask a quick question. And this is a question for you both to answer as well as the fans, because I don't know if you're going to ask this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we really, really honestly feel as though Gennard is going to completely drop the idea of killing Tommy in DMAC? Because I'm not com- I'm not convinced of that. Because that character this entire season has wanted to kill Tommy. So now that, you know, everybody has picked their sides, I kind of feel like if Jannard does see D-Mac out somewhere or Tommy out somewhere, he could still try to go after him. So I, I wanted to ask you all that question as well as the viewers. Do you think that Jannard truly, the beef is over between Jannard and Tommy? Um, I think at this point, if he were to keep going, after Tommy or DMAC, I think that would uh, put him directly at odds with Diamond because I feel like now yep. Diamond is going to be more closely tied to Tommy and whatever he's doing. So I think if he does go after Tommy, he is going to meet the wrath of his brother. Um, so I think, you know, I think that is going to maybe be um, something that might stop him, but then not for long. I, I do think that tension is still there and they're, they're still going to want to go after each other like i think oh they, yeah that's definitely not over i, but... I mean yeah because because i mean jp is he wants revenge for his son 
Yeah. And even though Tommy got answers in this episode that, yeah, these guys are probably involved, there was no resolution for any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it definitely can happen. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Because what you said about Diamond is is accurate. You know, you don't want to – your brother gave you a chance to, you know, sa- save you, didn't, didn't kill you. So you kind of think he would be smart not to, you know, get involved in that. But I, I think it's going to continue to still to some extent. Yeah, and then, like, for Tommy's side of things, you know, if he does want to get retaliation, Diamond is also a factor, too, because he yeah. can't go ahead and kill Jannard without Diamond's permission. So, yeah, I think Diamond is going to play a huge part in, you know, whatever happens now with, with those with that beef, I think, because mm-hmm. they don't, like, both sides, both sides shouldn't want to cross Diamond, basically. Um, so, yeah, but Dana, you got any thoughts on that? Yes, so there was a whole helicopter flying outside my window. It was oh. like a SWAT helicopter. Um, yes, um, what I feel is that I don't trust, you, you know, a truce is a truce, but how long does a truce really last? And we've seen that countless times that truces are meant to be broken. And Gennard has showed that he is someone when he gets angry, he just retaliates. And he had so much, you know, desire to kill his brother even though when he was right there to have that opportunity to do it it it, it really did feel like they really didn't want to do it directly you know you you send out someone to, to shoot you down instead of you actually going and shooting them remember he sent out that whole team and even if you in a way you can argue whether or not you know he purposely called him to make sure he was there to to so that he, they came in that he they would kill him you could argue in a way that he in a way that phone call warned him it was like oh you stopping by the shop you can all you can argue that that was you know a two two ways to read that so i feel that you know he still has that inkling of wanting to kill his brother but he probably won't at this time but i do see that Gennard can mess with him in other ways and mess with him in his business in other ways that doesn't directly get you know isn't him pulling the trigger so i do think that they will still have beef um i don't know how that will play out but i do think Gennard wants him dead just not him being the one who pulls the trigger my my thing is, I hope that Samson, sorry, not Samson, um, Diamond, doesn't get too comfortable. I hope, you know, there, that was the thing about him. He was someone who wasn't too comfortable with something. He always kept that intellect sharp about him. He was always on the lookout and he was always aware of things. And he doesn't show other people his cards, such as when he heard that Gennard was trying to kill him downstairs in that very loud conversation. Um, you know, he pretended there was that awkward hug and like, I'm all right. Okay, brother situation. So I just hope that he doesn't get too comfortable when he is uh, because he's around Tommy and JP. Um, in regards to Kate, I don't, I don't, why is she here? She can go like overall, I don't really see a storyline. I want to get to know my grandson. And as you know, Tommy said, the grandson you just met, you know, two minutes ago, the grandson that you just found out existed two minutes ago. You really want to meet him? You know, the son that you gave up at two days old? She was there to steal copper from her dead mother. So that's what her true intention was. She took the money and she was trying to break the house literally in order to rip out the copper to resell it. So 
they really she doesn't have that maternal instinct that doesn't make her a bad person either she's just someone who just does not have that maternal instinct give her some money give her some drugs and see her out the door i don't know why there should be a continuation with her um i do think that tommy and jp will probably do get closer even though you can say you know there's that situation with kate if you really want to throw kate in this and i said it before previously Kate can manipulate JP because he isn't aware of her, you know, what she really is like. And he wants that mother type lady nurturingness there. So you can argue that if she does stay, it would be more to manipulate JP and to try to turn him against Tommy. Um, also, you have the grandson, but I don't see the grandson being really that manipulative, manip- being able to be manipulated because he's, you know, who's that old white woman over there? Yeah, you know, he kind of has his um, his antennas up when it comes to this random white lady. So I don't think it would be so much of him trying to get to um, D-Mac, D-Money, D- whatever his name is, Darnell. We're going to call him Darnell as Gummit name. So. Um, their dynamic, I think, overall will probably get stronger. Kate can just fly away like she flew in. She can fly by right back, which is really interesting. Another thing, from my understanding of the conversation, she didn't, um, oh no, I just answered my own question. Because I was going to say, how did she know where JP lived? And then I realized Miriam was dead and she knows where her mother lives. So that's how she was able to break into the house. Um, just overall, I don't really see Kate being much of a big, strong presence in season two. I don't really want her to be there. I think that it'll be interesting to see the dynamic of the family. You know, again, we're we're having another, you can say it's similar to the original power with um, played on the, the dynamic of the family. I want to know more about what happened to Kate. I want to, there to be a conversation with the father. And I am interested to see how everyone's roles will end up being. But if this is the power universe of how they play it, I do think that Darnell is going to still probably be in the drug game. If not directly, then indirectly by using, again, his mathematician skills. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I I do. I, I think it would be very bad of J.P., or Tommy to not kind of try and protect him now. Like, definitely bad of JP. I feel like now that he has D-Mac in his life, he should want better for him. Um, and maybe there'll be some conflict about that, you know, where D-Mac, he wants to get back in the game. He wants to be doing this and that. But, you know, JP wants, wants him to basically be a normal child, like, you know, go to school, you know, do all these productive things. Um, so... I want to see if that if they're going to do that. But go ahead, Dana. Oh, just another thing. I forgot. Where's Darnell's mother is still alive. Yeah. I cool. want to see that dynamic, too, because there's a lot of layers at that. You had they were married. He's gay. You know, you said that he, you, she was very angry about that. So I want to know the different sides and everyone's point of view of how that family just kind of fell apart. And then Darnell constantly trying to kill his father throughout all of season one. And then at the end, hey, I'm sorry. I love you, Dad. It wasn't so much like I love you, Dad. It was too too much in pain to really say anything. But I, I want their relationship to – I want a conversation 
for him to be like, hey, this is what happened. I'm gay. This is what happened with your mom. Your mom is angry about that. And then him to the mother to be brought in. That's the only mother I want to see. I don't really want to see Mother Kate. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, some good thoughts. I uh, definitely want to hear what the people have to say about that as well. Um, so we already kind of talked about Janard a bit, but let's uh, go deeper with it. So, you know, what do you guys see next for CBI, which is both brothers? So, you know, now we have Diamond. He has his own territory and it seems like he's going to be working closely with Tommy and they're not going to be dealing Dahlia. So I'm thinking like I'm guessing like the default kind of drugs are Coke and uh, pills. So maybe they'll just default to that for a little for a little while until they come up with something else. Um, but yeah, uh, and then you know we have Janard who he he seemed uh, very kind of diplomatic in this episode, trying to make deals to to end rivalries between Serbs and Flins, and then you know he made another deal with Claudia about Dahlia, and we know he has the connection to Buddy. So he is actually in a pretty good position, really, to uh, take advantage of some things. Um, so maybe he'll go on some, some kind of power trip with, you know, all of the, the stuff he has. You know, if he has access to Dahlia and he has the, the Gary and Diana connection and, and, you know, all this stuff going for him, maybe he'll go on a power trip and want to wipe out some other crews or something like that or still more territory. Um you know, because we know there's other gangs out there too. So, you know, maybe he'll go to war with some other gangs and maybe eventually it will all connect with back, back to Diamond and stuff like because these things get messy. But there's so many directions that can go with this with this split and this divide. And then, of course, um, Diamond has his own individual story going on with Adri- Adrian as well. And I'm hoping they do do more with that because I think a reporter is a good angle um so i do hope that they actually do something good with that but i want to ask you two specifically what do you see next for cbi that is both diamond and janard what do you think is next for them um and you know any other comments you have about those characters as well so i'll go to uh you first dana any thoughts Sorry, sorry. Um, in regards to the CBI, I think we're gonna see them. You know, obviously separate. My my thing. I was. I wonder what's gonna happen with. There were some members of the CBI who wasn't present that we've seen throughout the whole episode. Remember how there was the three young boys? Um, I don't think they were all killed off during that whole first shootout thing. So I interesting to see what happened there. But what was really telling was during that whole standoff was when um. Diamond was revealing what Jannard was really going to do. And the guys turned to him, the guy who had like the dreadlocks. He was like, you was going, you was going to leave us, you know, kind of that kind of situation. And he was like, yo, shut up. And he had the gun pointed at him. I wonder how they're going to take it. There are other members of CBI who's not really fond of Jannard, especially after learning that he was going to take it all for himself and split the group up. So I wonder if there is going to be a lot of infighting and house fighting because of that. Um, also, where's Marshall? I don't see Marshall going back to CBI. 
I see him running his own thing, but it'd be really interesting because he's close with uh, Denard, not Denard, with Darnell, DMAC, Money, I don't know his name. Anyway, so because he's so close to him, I wonder if he is going to start working for um, the Diamond side. So that would be interesting, but I do see some kind of infighting. I don't think that Gennard is going to be viewed as like leader, leader. Um, I liked how the brothers were able to work out their differences and as they were trying to kill each other in terms of, you know, where was that guy that, you know, you left 15 years ago. That's all I wanted to see was someone, you know, be that leader again. It was in a weird way they kind of helped it was like a little therapeutic moment for both of them and even though they decided to split they decided not to kill each other i don't think like i said previously i don't think that they're going to still try to all out physically try to kill each other but i do expect there to be some kind of in-house fighting as maybe um again you could argue that jennard has been doing this for the 15 years while his brother has been locked up so some people could easily be like, hey, I'm cool. Let's let's go do what it is we have to do. The big issue is getting the drugs out there. Um, you, there's no more Dahlia, but there, there, there are countless other drugs that I hope it's not just Coke, because as Tommy said, that's boring. You know, who just wants to do some Coke? Not Tommy. Claudia said that. Um, and overall, it is boring. She was right about that. I want to see something other than Coke. But again, Coke is one of those easy fallback, more lucrative positions that could happen until they figure out something so it'll just be interesting to see what's gonna happen without dahlia oh yeah definitely and uh like you know if if tommy if he wants if he wants the map like he said i think he that means he definitely has to deal with janard at some point so like i i think you know, that beef is definitely still lingering. And, you know, it's just a case of who is, you know, like, because Diamond is in the middle of it. So it's like, if either of them wants to get at each other, you know, Tommy or Jannard, they have to cross Diamond to do it. So that is going to be very interesting to see, you know, it, how that plays out. Because I definitely think Jannard, he's not done with Tommy at all. And he probably blames Tommy for, for this divide in CBI anyway. So... Um, yeah, but he, Rich he would... blames him for breathing. <laughs> you you yeah. always see it. He goes, Tommy again, inhaling, exhaling. <laughs> yeah, he, he hated Tommy from day one, definitely, um, for no reason at all. I mean, well, actually, he did, um, he did interrupt him and Vic when they were doing that thing in the first episode. So I guess that's why I guess he never forgave him for that because he took their drugs and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so, Rich, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen with Jannard and Diamond moving forward? Well, I think that uh, Jannard will continue to work with Cousin Buddy. Uh, they have had their bit of conflict as well in, in this season, so they may have a couple of back and forths there. But uh, he's going to continue to work with Cousin Buddy. I think Gennard also is going to need another right-hand man because obviously Elijah was his right-hand man for most of this season. Then he brought in Blackston and Blackston and Elijah are no longer with us. So I kind of feel like I see them casting somebody else to be his right-hand man. I have no idea who that's going to be, but um, 
Yeah, he's still definitely because he has to, you know, build up confidence to CBI because the split is definitely going to have an impact because there are people that, you know, they align themselves with Diamond and then there are people that align themselves with Gennard. So we're definitely going to see some fallout from that. Uh, and I will also add on as far as Diamond is concerned, uh, I agree with what pretty much what you and Dana had said about the fact that uh, it's going to be interesting to see what is the product that, that they are going to sell. I don't necessarily believe that they're going to completely go away from Dahlia because, again, why would you have them mention how powerful this product is and how it can change everything, and then you don't want a piece of that? So I want to see if they stick to that in season two. But the other thing I want to mention, and again, I'm not really sure if this is a direction that they're heading in. Go back to the end of the episode, the scene with, again, the whole thing about they see the picture of Tommy. Oh, well, Tommy is a ghost. Obviously, right now, people do not know who Tommy is. They know there is some heavy hitter in Chicago that is changing the landscape of what's happening. Well, in that case, I think it's very dangerous for Diamond's love interest to be anywhere near Tommy. Because, again, the whole thing is that she's telling the story now about Diamond, right? Okay. So I don't think it's necessarily a positive thing for her to spend any time near Tommy, because if it is at any point revealed who Tommy is and that he is, in fact, the one that's causing all this chaos, then his cover is blown. And that's a whole issue. So, again, let's see what happens with this reporter, because that is one direction I think that they definitely are going to play with is the fact that Diamond may not may not want to have her around Tommy and vice versa. So let's see what they do with that. That is a very great point. Like that would be very interesting to see if like, you know, she catches wind of, you know, this guy that uh, Diamond is working with and she, she begins to do some sort of investigative reporting on it. And maybe she blows his cover wide open, you know, and posts publishes something, a story about Tommy or something, you know, that would be, that would be, interesting because then you know tommy ain't going to be happy about that and then Mm -hmm. he's gonna have to you know talk to 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 diamond about it and that will be a heated argument most likely so so that would be interesting for sure Uh, i hope they they do do something like that Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah dana did you have any thoughts in response they could kill her off so i'm all for it release that story (laughs) so i don't have to see you again because you don't have a storyline She's going to be the next Proctor, right? He's going to show up at the apartment. Wouldn't that be great, though? Equality. (laughs) We have the uh, female Proctor right there getting (laughs) blasted in her apartment. (laughs) No, but um, yeah, in in regards to her, again, like you, Gary, not Gary, Richard did say that that is something that, you know, can happen. Remember, it's supposed to be like that weird, like, redemption story that she was writing, and then her boss wanted something else, so I'm interested in learning. I don't like the storyline at all, but I'm interested in learning whether or not the boss will override, because they want that Pulitzer. So maybe the boss will take over, and she's the one who's like, well, this Tommy guy, let me show you how he can infiltrate everything. That'll get us our Pulitzer Prize in journalism. So... That could end up being because it's it's not just one little case. Tommy is very well known in New York, so that's the big angle on everything. When she figures out 
who Tommy is through conversation with um Adrian or Ariane, I don't know her name, Adrian, and she, she's all like, you know, and then, you know, and he had a phone call from this guy named Tommy, and then she goes and Googles who Tommy is, and I don't know. That's how you have that New York connection, because I'm sure she has connections with the, the police department, and you know Blanca, uh, she'll need some help, and she's always talkative. And she's always extra nosy. So that's how you have the connection. So so let me just add on to what you just said. Because yeah, we, we do we do know that everybody thinks that Tommy is dead. So that's definitely a story. Oh, Tommy Egan is alive and he's in Chicago. That would not be good for Tommy at all. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you could have another scene at the end of season two where Blanca, she gets a copy of the Chicago Times or whatever, you know, newspaper it is. And she's like, wait a minute, Tommy Egan. And she shows, you know, her, her that, that guy again. And he's like, oh, wow, that's interesting. But I don't want you to do anything about that. You know, just just focus on Tariq. Well, well so. now that you said that, now that you said that, Gary, that's exactly what's going to happen <laughs> after she fails to take down Tariq. In Power Book Season Three, then that's exactly what happens at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Dan. You're muted. You know what Blanca, but Blanca reminds me of. Remember in the gosh awful Whedon version of um, Justice League, where Batman was looking at all the surveillance tapes to put together <laughs> the Justice League. <laughs> So you have Blanca, just basically all the people that you still can't catch. So you got Tariq. Yep. Uh, you'll have Tommy. Then, you know, we'll we'll figure out some other ones when they start adding maybe two bits in there eventually. IMDB lied to me, and I'm very upset about that because they said two bit was in this show. So lawsuit. Yeah. Well, appara- apparently he's supposed to be in power now. Book two. We'll see about that. Lawsuit. <laughs> But yeah, basically, she's just a person who's just like, like, like I said, she is the Nick Fury. Fury. She got a whole bunch of surveillance tapes, and she's gonna be the one who probably ends up marching down to um, Chicago and goes have a talk to to Blanca. Tommy goes, you know, they have a conversation, and then that's how she meets the reporter. I don't know, but I do see her making a physical appearance in Chicago because she is that desperate and she does not have a storyline aside from annoying people. Yeah. yeah. If they are going to continue to, you know, have her appear in both these shows and stuff, they, they have to do something to connect it. Better, right? So then who, who would be cast as Blanca much younger when she goes to confront Kanan and raising Kanan? <laughs> that was funny. So they're gonna do the Captain Marvel thing. Go Captain Marvel, she goes back just like they did the nineties. She's gonna go right back to the nineties and be like, "I'm, I'm looking at you, Kanan. I know what you become." That's and it runs to her captain. <laughs> I got a crime from nineteen ninety. It's not been committed yet, but he's in there, nineteen ninety. Yeah, hilarious. Um, so. Yeah, speaking of Tommy, that is basically, you know, the next kind of question to end this off. So what do you see next for Tommy? What what is, you know, what is there left for the character to do? Obviously, he made his intentions clear. I want the map. That is something that isn't going to come easy. It's a big obstacle. It it sounds like something that will take multiple seasons, to be honest. But, um, But, you know, 
aside from him trying to, you know, um, hit that target of taking over the city, what other obstacles do you see in his path in season two? What do you think he's going to be dealing with? What's going to be on his mind? Um, you know, and also, you know, throw in a little bit of what you want to see. Like, what do you want for Tommy Egan as well? Uh, because he is the main character. So what do you want to see from him? And and Joseph Sakura is a great actor also. So, you know, they, they definitely need to utilize that. So what do you want for Tommy Egan? And I'm going to go to you first, Richard. So you asked the question, what can Tommy do in season two? There's a very simple answer to that, Gary. Deliver a better TV show. <laughs> that's that's what I'm expecting with season two. Now, to go to what you said about the map, yes, that is going to be an obstacle. But we've seen that Tommy is very resilient. He does have Diamond to help him. One thing I think we will definitely see in season two is, and we already spoke about this throughout the season, finally, the Yardies will get introduced because the Yardies were cool with Diamond. So I definitely expect that that those character, you know, that character, that, you know, those, those, those characters to get introduced into season two. Um, so yeah, we're, we're gonna see that. Um, I think um, yeah, it's for Tommy, it's about expanding and trying to make sure he can get out and basically become the the the, the top seller, the top hitter, the top d- drug dealer in Chicago. So uh, in order to do that, eventually he's going to have to come into conflict with some of the other groups that have power. So that's why I say this whole thing about is peaceful at the end, that will not last for long. So uh, we'll see about that. But um, I have faith that Joseph Sikora, I mean, I just feel like you need to give him a lot more material to work with. I don't think he had, I don't think he was bad at all this season. It's just that it didn't really stand out because as you said, Gary, the character, it felt, he felt like he was invincible. Like, I didn't at any point in the season feel like, oh, Tommy is going to get killed or he's in danger of getting killed. I, I never thought that was going to happen because they didn't tell me that it was possible. Now, when it came to feelings and being vulnerable, he definitely felt that way towards Liliana, especially at the very end when she died. He feels this way to JP. So they did a good job of showing that. But I want them to give us a reasonable adversary for him to face next season. And I'm not talking about an adversary that you make up with later for, for, for purposes of a team up. No, I need you to have someone come in to Chicago and just gun it for Tommy and they stay consistent and aggressive and they go after everyone he cares about. We need to see that next season because it felt like they could have done that this season, but with all of the different story ideas fumbling around, they never really made it as good as it could have been. So hopefully Gary Lennon brings a worthy adversary to Tommy to prevent him from getting to what it is that he wants to get in Chicago. That's all I want for season two. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, that is the cell of Tommy. Like his, he's this seasoned veteran from the streets who has been, he's had this whole history of ghost of being a distributor. Um, so yeah, we, like we know he's experienced, we know he can handle himself and all these things. We need to see that put to the test, you know, because that is the, the problem I had with this season. I know, you know, usually when you watch a show, you usually don't think the main character is going to die because you, you're expecting there to be more um, story and more seasons, but you can still 
um, make it feel like the character is under pressure. And I just didn't get that sense from this season at all. Like, especially when he's doing things like taking out whole crews by himself and things of that nature. So I, I agree. I want to see a worthy adversary. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I got it. I got it. Yeah. The one character that did get incarcerated, but is not yet free. Cristobal, bring him back and have that become the next adversary for Tommy. That'd be quite interesting since they already have history together. Yeah, yeah, that is. Since they like bringing people back from the past, that is a really good one they could mm-hmm. do. So, yeah, I'd love to see that, you know, or even Two Bit because we don't know what his motivations are. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. or or put Two Bit with Cristobal, you know, like oh uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. That would be I great. Agree. So, uh, but yeah, Dana, what, what's your thoughts on Tommy Egan? Uh, what do you want to see from him? Tommy's weakness is Karen's, so just have him go against a Karen, and, and that'll be it. Downfall. Um, what was really interesting was my expectations. I kind of thought this would be like we labeled it always the Tommy show, and it really felt that Tommy was really a co-star in his own show. It focused on so many different relationships and side characters that I really didn't get a full Tommy show like I wanted. So for season two, I hope we die, die down some of the side projects and the side quest. I want Tommy to, you know, his goal is to take over the city, like he said, give me the whole map and him and his family to go out and do that. That's another curveball I did not expect. I did not expect there to be here. I'm an Uncle Tommy again, and here's mom. And now I have a random black brother who actually kind of does look a little bit like me. Um so I didn't expect that, but that part was a pleasant surprise. The unpleasant part with him was him basically being a co-star in his own show. So fantasy booking, he gets more of a lead of everything. Stop cutting away from scenes from him and cutting into other side character people. Um, I hope that he is able to, like you said, have a really good rival with someone. Cristobal, again, he's a very good one to come and bring back. Um, it kind of feels like you're beating up your old boss battles from the previous game. But that could work. Uh, or we could create someone who's new. That would be nice. Instead of relying, so I know it's a universe, but instead of relying so much on faces that we've already seen you know we had that with Liliana I did like Liliana because that was well executed but have Tommy create new kind of um, relationships with people we haven't seen before I think that was kind of the beauty of raising Canaan and you can even say with the uh, the Tariq uh, book too these were people on fresh fresh faces that didn't have any connections to Ghost. Mary J. Blige's whole character and family were someone we really didn't have any connections to. So I would want more of that as opposed to you relying on someone from the past. And granted, they only really brought back was Liliana and some of the random people <clears throat> that were connected to the Serbs um, and that woman who the, he just killed off in like two seconds. Um, but we can have more of that. Get a letter, like you guys said, get us more inside of Chicago. What's really going on with Chicago and its interconnected 
gang system and rivalries. So introduce us to that. You guys said previously the Yardies. I think Yardies would make a wonderful adversary to Tommy. You know, they're very resilient and they can come after you with war. We've seen this in previous kind of iterations of how Yardies in general are just portrayed. I don't mean to get stereotypical, but just their sheer strength is something that I would like to see as well. And there were a multitude of other people. Remember, they had the map and they was breaking it down who which section was owned by what. So I explore that territory. Um, overall, I think that <clears throat> what we did see was decent. Again, direct all hate messages towards Richard because he didn't like it. Um, I really just hope that for the next season that we get to explore again they lay down the groundwork of Tommy and his family so I really want to see that family dynamic his family dynamic even if it's awful and it's lopsided and everyone hates each other give me some more of the Tommy family and and see how that works together they're gonna have to do something because everyone is taking sides now and you JP is alive and I would like to see how he ingrains himself into this drug life. He, you know, clearly stated he wants to be belong. He wants to belong. So he seems like a, someone who's very loyal. He had his little tiff with uh, Tommy previously. And we have to see my son. And then he got over that rather quickly. So I just want to see that dynamic at play. Yeah. Yeah, um, Tommy, he obviously has a lot of potential just because he is the main character. So there's so many directions they can go with it. Um, and, but I, I agree with what you said, and I feel like they should directly tie a lot of these stories to him in, in a more creative way because that is one thing that they didn't do a great job of, I think, um, in this season, and that was... I think that's what led to a lot of our criticisms of, you know, some of these stories going nowhere and having no significance. So, yeah, like, I think they they need to, and, and I agree that he felt like a side character at times because some of the other characters were way more interesting at times to, to, to see. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, they need to just make, make everything kind of tied to him in some way. Um, and his progression. So, yeah, I, I hope they do a great job with that because Joseph Sakura is great as Tommy um, and the character Tommy itself himself is a great character. He was like, you know, one of the best characters in the original Power. Like, he was like one of the most interesting ones. Um, so I just want them to to give us the, the force that we were expecting to see. And I, I think that will happen. Like, I will say that I think season two is going to be what we were expecting, what we were looking for, because now they have Gary Lennon. I think, you know, he is going to do a great job of bringing this show where it needs to be. And Richard said something interesting when I spoke to him about the finale. He said, now, you know, with the way that this this has ended, this is like um, a fresh palette for, for Gary Lennon to work from now. So, you know, he, he can essentially take all of this and and make it into something you know or like all of the the paints are there is is sitting is waiting the canvas just has to be filled and i think he's gonna he's gonna do a great job of of that um but yeah so any more thoughts on on uh on 
you know, Tommy or anything at all, you know, from, uh, from this finale or any expectations you have, you know, um, now is the time to, to, to say it. So Richard, was there anything else at all you wanted to, to mention? Oh, no. Uh, I just wanted to mention, um, I know that this particular season had some ups and some downs, but I, I've, I've always said it has potential. Um, and, I, and I look forward to seeing what happens in season two. Um, I think uh, season two will definitely, I mean, we, we, we know, we, we, we know when we saw book two go season one, that, 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 that show was, was okay. It still had a little bit of promise, but season two just completely was elevated. So it's very possible that this show can also have an elevated season two. So I just want to let people know that we're not all negative here. You know, we still enjoy the show. Obviously, watching and recording these shows takes time. So that lets you know we actually have a lot to say, but we enjoy what we're watching. But, you know, that's just this is the nature of talking about the show. But, yeah, I look forward to season two. And, um, yeah, let's see what let's see where it goes from here. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And how about you, Dana? Um, you know, any kind of final thoughts at all to bring up or any expectations? Go no, ahead. overall, I think they laid a, a groundwork for great possibilities. As Richard was saying previously, you know, we had the whole uh, Tariq spinoff show that at first everyone was like, ah, and then it was like, yay, by the time season two happened. And especially at that ending, people are very excited for season three. I think, you know, with all shows, we have our little stumbling blocks and not everything is going to be perfect and kind of weird to ask for perfection for everything. It's not only are they dealing with, you know, these characters and trying to figure out a storyline and stumbling blocks, Courtney Kemp is gone. And also what people don't remember is um, the, they lost their original, I think it was either showrunner, um, but they lost the people who were originally at place. They left. Um, I guess you could say creative differences. So, you know, they had to, put together a show and then on top of that you had the whole COVID situation so for what we ended up getting was rather decent compared to what could have been it could have been a lot worse it could have been delayed awfully and then it could have been even even more terrible so again I think they laid the groundwork they had these characters that they introduced to us maybe there were too many of them all at once but they had characters that were introduced and if you really look at it each character has its own storyline uh, just, just whether or not you really care about, you know, Seamus and his sick sister or daughter or mother or brother or whatever it was. See, I can't even remember because it wasn't that important to the story. The whole blackmailing thing was not important. Him robbing Diamond for the $50,000 and him giving him extra didn't lead to anything at the end. It really wasn't important. But we established these characters and we established their wants and desires and how they intercede, interlock with each other. So I think that they did a great job with that groundwork. I think for season two, they're going to have a better execution of that because now they can go forth and tell an even wider story. And there's more possibilities that are at play. Again, rest in peace to Liliana because she was just one of the best additions to the show. I think at first I was like, oh, no, they're bringing in Liliana from the first episode of the first season of the first power uh, but it ended up being really well done. So you can't say that everything about it was faulty. It was not. There were moments that were really good. Um, again, I think the music is always on point. 
I think they are an extension of what's going on in that scene and of the show overall. I really like the music that they used for this episode for when they had Blackston's body resting inside of, I think it was Jannard's house, someone's fancy house. He was just laid up in there with that nice white cloth under him, you know, as to not ruin the furniture. So I thought that was a very nice touch with that music. And also how they made that scene, the overall of how they designed that scene. The, the set was very well done. So I just wanted to continue with that well-doneness. And hopefully we will get that. We have our characters. We have storylines at play. We know, hopefully, what we can expect. And I hope that they do continue with surprises, just not Blanca. <laughs> yeah, um, unless you're going to do something real with Blanca. But yeah, agreed. No, Blanca just stands there in the corner and be like... I got my eye on you. All she's missing is an eye patch. She has her files and she has a little video clipping. She, like I said, Nick Fury. Yeah, Nick Fury. Um, but yeah, so excellent thoughts. And that is going to be it for this extended uh, edition of PowerCast. You know, that was the finale, of course. Um, and, you know, we, we, that is going to be it from us uh, in terms of the PowerCast until the next Power comes about and we will be you know waiting for that news of uh when exactly that is going to come um uh, i i believe book two was scheduled for november i'm not sure if that's still the case or not but uh and we're also supposed to get another season of raising canaan but we don't really know what's going on at the moment there's all sorts of things going on 50 cent is going crazy on instagram saying he wants to buy the power universe from stars and all this stuff so we gotta wait and see but you know when and power returns you know the power cost will return as well um so that is that is that but um you know uh, i just want to give you know a quick round of shout outs before we end off here so um you know first of all dana did you have any shout outs no, once again, thank you for the listening to us, the positiveness and the negativity, the criticisms and the praise. So thank you so much for doing that. It's been 10 weeks, longer than that, 12 weeks. It's been a while. Um, so thank you for joining us on this journey of the Tommy show, which I'm going to just default to is the Tommy show because I don't feel like saying all those words regarding Power Force. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, this week so this will air on sunday so it's not sunday right now today's friday for us um there will be an interview with tommy mr egan um so we will post that link when that is up so we have that coming up and stay tuned for other things that we have again we have the power universe there's a plethora of interviews that is coming up um, a lot of things at play at work. And so just, again, look out for more content. And thank you for watching and listening to us. Oh, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Um, and also, Rich, do you have any shout-outs? Uh, yes, shout-outs to everybody that's continuing to watch, comment, like, and check out the, the shows. Um Definitely appreciate people commenting on power because when we started doing this show, I, I didn't, I, you know, obviously we all had high expectations for force. It didn't quite meet those expectations, but it was still some promise for the show. And I appreciate anyone that left the comment just to leave their feedback. So uh, 
definitely stay tuned for more content. And of course, as Gary mentioned earlier in the show, we did recap Snowfall. That finale is next week, so definitely look for our thoughts on that next week. But until then, thank you for your continued support uh, on PowerCast, and we look forward to coming back when Power returns. And just to tag in really quickly, there is an interview with Idris, Damson Idris. Yes. Snowfall. It's on the site. It's in the community tab. And we have a video of that on the YouTubes. Yeah, definitely go and check that out and, and uh, look out for the Tommy one also. Um, so, yeah, for me, you know, it has been a long season of power because, you know, we again, we, we were covering book two and that led directly into force. So, like, you know, it, it's been a long season. So and a lot of people have supported throughout that season of, of power. So I want to give a big shout out to, you know, some of the regulars. Um, you know, Rye One, Motown Investor, um, Tracy Lee, Nellie Mac, Miss Diva, Esther Negron, Jeremiah Lutumba, Pia James, um, and also Kwame and Robert Silva as well. Um, so big shouts to to those people because those are, you know, some of the, the people that comment on the regular. There are a lot more too, but, you know, I'd probably be sitting here for another you know 10 minutes if, if i tried to include everyone but but yeah we we appreciate all of you all of the feedback you know whether positive or negative we appreciate all the theories or the discussion that is what we're here for you know because we love discussing power and you know these shows that we enjoy so the fact that you guys support us and that you come back every week to to you know um connect with us and chop it up about power that is a special thing to me. So big thanks to all those people and everyone else who uh, left a comment and engaged with the content. So big thanks. And also, you know, big shout to stars also for giving us that media access so that we're able to do this show in a timely manner. Cause you know, we are on different time zones and that gets complicated sometimes. So um, that helps a lot that they give us access to the show. So big thanks to stars. Um, and, you know, everyone on the power team, you know, because even if we are critical, that does not mean we, we hate the show or anything of that nature. You know, we, we very much love what power is, what it represents, you know, um, and where it's how far it's come, you know, because often shows don't don't get this kind of success. So uh, big shouts to the stars team and, you know, um, 50 Cent also, you know, my favorite rapper of all time. So. So, yeah. Uh, th- those are my shout outs and um, I guess you know that is it from us for a long time kind of feels a bit sad actually now that we're at the end of the show but it is what it is you know we will be back again and it's going to be more of a special moment when we do come back to cover one of the other power shows so I very much look forward to that um, but yeah that is going to be it take care of yourselves um definitely subscribe to the channel keep checking out the content because we will cover other shows that you probably enjoy watching also so don't lose touch you know just hit that subscribe button um but yeah peace out everyone take care of yourselves and have a great day